Hey girl, how you doing? How you doing, girl? What's up? Hey, MB, how you been? Men. How y'all doing? Welcome back to Hell Week. It is day three. Y'all thought I was going to be working on my birthday? Nah, 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 nah. Wednesday was my day, not yours. How you doing, though? Welcome back to Hell Week. I hope you enjoyed this wonderful conversation that I had with Seppa and Keisha. Y'all already know this about to be messy. All right. I don't know. Maybe like, subscribe, I share. I don't know how you people do this thing. I don't know. I'm on Instagram, though. All right. At Ben is canceled. Y'all already know how to do this. Check me out. Let me know what you think. Please send in any questions or comments you have about fuckboy antics because we're doing a thing for Turkey Dump, all right? Y'all don't know what Turkey Dump is? You're about to learn next month. Enjoy the show. Two, one. Oi, oi, oi. We're recording. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of going with that protozoa thing. Um, my grinder name was protozoa for a minute. Um, I know who I am as a person. Welcome to Already Cancelled with Finn. I am Finn, your hostess with the mostest, because I've had a lot of coffee today. I'm on my second cup, and it is real. Um, but we're not sponsored by any coffee products, but, like, yo, coffee's good for the soul. Coffee is good for, like, people, other people's well-being. <laughs> yeah. Because the more coffee I am, the less likely I am to fucking snap the bitch. That is who I am as a person. I need to have my coffee in me because I know that coffee that I get from the like from the bodega on my way to the train is not going to be enough for the morning. So there's a small cup mm-hmm. of coffee. I drink maybe three-fourths of it because I'm on the way to the train. Like the train is only four blocks from me. By the time the train comes, I'm not I'm not going into the, I'm not raw dog in the train, so I have to wear a mask. Yeah. So I so I throw out that other one fourth of a cup because I'm not carrying that bitch all the way for an hour. Right. And then I assume, right? Because she told me I don't do trains. But um a hazard too, because like you got a hot cup of coffee, you know, train balancing what it used to be. You gotta hold on to stuff. Somebody's baby is crying, the lady coming through selling churros. You don't have time to be holding on You can get coffee. a churro on the train. Yeah, Listen, you can get and batteries. You can buy That's cheesecakes on the train. On the J line, there used to be this old Haitian lady that used to sell batteries, batteries and like kids' toys and shit. I wonder if she's still alive because she was relatively old, but she was the only person I knew that saw. Sing- um, I'm sorry, that sold single A batteries. Where the fuck that came from? Single A. I'm pretty sure she was lying, but she's like. Single A, double A, triple A batteries. I got it. And then you be like, single A. I've heard of double or triple. Yeah, they got Or C them. or D batteries and stuff like that. But sh- single A? Well, cameras take really weird batteries. Actually, let me look at this side. What is this battery that I have right here that no one ever buys? Is it the lithium oh. battery? Is that yeah. a button? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a lithium battery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Also, by the way, um, I am Finn the host. I'm canceled because I completely forgot to introduce y'all. Introduction, <laughs> baby. Damn. We've been here before. We've been here before, baby. Um, We've been here before. Bring to him, baby. Just like that. Just like that little cousin you got. That every time you go see them, they say something weird. That child is three, and mm-hmm. why do they know about my ex that would that I would with before they were even alive? Like how you know that nigga? How you know that nigga? Where you hear that nigga name from? It's, he be sitting around like his, what adults be talking. He, 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 
mm-hmm. I, I was reading one of those fucking Twitter threads where people were talking about the weird shit their toddlers say. And one of the toddlers, oh and this mom said that her toddler said, so when I died last time, and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I saw mean, that one. I was like, I want to know the full story to how that baby got here. No, like I was reading something. And a few years ago, there was a little boy who toddler and told his mom that when he died his last time through, he was a black woman who jumped out of a window and her house caught on fire. Um, mom does some research and found that in Chicago, mm-hmm. there was a black woman who died because she jumped out of a window when her house caught on fire. I, like, mm, that's a little convenient, but that kind of shit is weird to me. So no, listen, was, I will yeet you back to Jesus, you weird little motherfucker. Not do that. I really will. I really will. There was one there's one jumping out of building story, the jumping from a building story that's always been told in my family. Which mm-hmm. sounds very weird to say. But like you've met me, you know my family has a story for almost everything. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I love black people. <laughs> so, so much. My mom used to, when my mom and my mom and my grandfather, when they used to live over in Clinton Hill, my grandfather was working at Rikers and he would work evening. So by the time she got home from school, he'd be at work. Mm. But she would like sometimes call him to let him know she got home from school. And she was talking to him on the phone. This was like at 5, 6 p.m. Talking to him on the phone as she came in from school, and she said, Dad, this guy just lit himself on fire and jumped off the top of a building. And she said it so nonchalantly and calm with no with no emotion, no nothing. He was like, hmm, maybe she's just making up a story, or very confused, at least. He didn't believe it was real. He goes home, and then on his way home, he sees cops. <clears throat> outside in front of a chalk outline. Mm. Everyone in my family has told me this story in very multiple different variations. I still don't know if he was on fire. I hear that. And you know what it makes me think of? Lil Wayne. Is it in the um the, the song where he said he's like the G, the silent G in lasagna? I feel like I've seen the video that you're talking about. No, I just think of the lines, the something like one to the head, two to the head, like you know that nigga dead. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. Um, I'm gonna be very honest. I'm gonna be very honest. I feel like um, you're about to end that whole friendship right now. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I respect <laughs> Weezy F baby. I know. Nope. And that's just phenomenal. <laughs> okay, fucking Joey Jeremiah. Anyway, I feel like but I I don't know Weezy like like people know Weezy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave so, this whole Zoom call right now. So when people start like saying Weezy lyrics, I'll be like, "Oh, that's cool, bro." Meanwhile, my introduction to rap with Asher Roth. You see where we. This is a perfect segue to the second topic and not the first, but I'm gonna just leave that alone. Hold on, I just I don't I have questions. That's, that's like saying my introduction to to R and B soul is Adele. Like, let, let's get into it now. Um, <laughs> so we don't try. follow rules. 
Hold on. I, before we... Let me take off my jacket. Okay, let's do this. Let's get into this now. <laughs> Who is Asher Ross? Can we start there? The um, I, 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 love, I love college. college. Yeah, I love college. I love drinking. It. it was I very much a, a, a early 2000s like drunk party song that like did numbers because it was a drunk party song. So he was Lil Dicky before Lil Dicky was Lil Dicky. Right, but Lil Dicky actually can rap. Lil Dicky is the only one I'm not disappointed by. Because he knows he's a basic-ass white dude. He okay. don't try to be nothing past that. Okay, so <clears throat> Lil Dicky was one of the people that I wanted to bring up today, but uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We'll, we'll get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We can get there because, like, we can start. We can start a little bit further back. And I know who I am as a person when I say this. You always sit up before you say some bullshit. Right. Ice, ice, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Classic. Mr. Let, me get it, let me get it correct. Let me get it correct. Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Okay. Born You're in not gonna South do. Dallas. Born in South Dallas. Okay. Are you serious? And raised in Texas and South Florida. Okay. 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 Before you say whatever you're about to say, as a Dallas resident, mm-hmm. county not the city, because I'm too poor to live in the city right now. White boy from South Dallas in the time he came up, his whole rap career makes perfect sense to me now. All of it. Like he was just a product of his environment. His environment just happened to be trash. Yes, because no, I can say this with my whole chest. South Dallas, even now, is getting better, but it's super fucking sketch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so even then, in like the nineties and in the eighties, like that whole area is predominantly black. Hispanic. There's some. There's a little sprinkle, sprinkle of some white folks in there because it's still like that now. So mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that he grew up around nothing but like some niggas and some Mexicans. But he was like the sole white boy in the area. So he he probably one of them white dudes who thought he was black because he grew up around black people and Mexicans. Thought he could, he did the little lunch table rap with his homeboys and thought he was cool. And they were like, Robert, you've got a decent flow. And he was like, I Van Winkle, Van Winkle, Van Winkle. I'm sorry. I bet you I'm his mama has at least four black ex boyfriends before he, she met his white ass daddy. That's I'm funny. sorry, but Van Winkle, if you have an old money name, I can't take you seriously as a rapper. That is I, not an old money name. That is a, ma- a name from a goddamn no, that story. That is an old money name. That is, an that old is Rick Van Winkle's grandson. What are you talking about? I was tra- staying away from the Rip Van Winkle. I hate you. That is... No, no. And and you know what? It's not even, maybe not even old money. Vaudeville. You have a Vaudeville name. That's the kind of name that I would definitely hear at Vaudeville. If you don't know what vaudeville is, it's the old performance or like way back in the day. Like it's kind of entertainment that gave us Charlie Chaplin. Mm -hmm. That's the white man I can fuck with. Charlie Chaplin knew what was up. I had to do some Googling about the neighborhood 
that he was from specifically. Because I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Because I mix up parts of Dallas sometimes. And it, he's from the part of South Dallas where Fair Park is. And anybody who's from who's from Dallas knows. <laughs> That's the motherfucking hood. <laughs> God. I feel validated. So what you're telling me is Vanilla Ice is literally a white boy that is from the hood who got a bad record. Yes. Okay. He was around other niggas and thought he could rap, and somebody took advantage of that because you know, white boy from the hood didn't know no better. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to like make it. Like I don't want to make this too big of a like a concept, right? But I think a lot of the issue with him was they were trying to make the next Beastie Boys. And they were trying to essentially colonize rap music because hey, rap was doing really good when he came out. And it's like, hey, we got this white boy. Let's try to like turn a profit and make mm-hmm. rap right again. That's you know exactly I mean? who he was. They were trying to give they were trying to give us pink before we got pink. You know what I'm saying? Pink. Alicia. Disappointed. You know what? But you know what? what? I, I fuck with her forever. I fuck with her forever. I fuck with her. She isn't. She is an idol to me because, like, homegirls like literally out here just saying, "I have a past. I had a life. I didn't know no better. I wanted better for myself, and I'm tr- and I, 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 I'm giving my kids better than what I had." Oh, and I also respected her because they were like, "Listen." little skinny white girl you can sing we're gonna put you with the colors and she was like nah bitch that ain't my lane i'm gonna sing this pop rock shit over here though you know what I'm saying? she she did the one album how they wanted her to do it and then as soon as she got her success she went back to who she felt like she was and she, she said this shit in the make song it. she told she yes. told us and them in her songs like y'all ain't changing me i'm gonna be me Cause what did she say? I'll never be damn Britney Spears. She's so pretty that, that just ain't me. But I take it back. I like you better than Britney Spears, hands down. No, I, I think my issue with Pink is okay. I don't. I don't like liars, and I don't like people that make it seem like we did not just experience this. Like we're not all crazy, girl. We all know that first album came out. We all know you were marketed as a Latina. Like, Wait, was she? Yes. Yeah. The first album, she was marketed as a Latina artist. She was a Latina. She was spicy. She was spicy. And then they wanted to make her to the next Britney Spears, and she was not having it. And then she became like this. She went from R&B to pop. To now, I don't even know what she would consider her music. I don't think I don't think she would be pop. I think she would be more like indie rock. I put it in pop alternative, mm-hmm. alternative pop. I can mm-hmm. see that. Uh, but I wonder, you know, when you say that she was marketed as a Latina, I wonder if that's like locational because she absolutely was marketed down here like white chocolate. Like, here's your new R and B fave. Who happens? She seems like a black girl, but she's white. Was very much how they tried to sell her to us. Yeah, they sold us, sold her to us as Latina. Like, 
oh, this is like this. They didn't pull out and say, oh, she's Latina. They was just like, oh, there's this new artist from Philly. She's singing, and then she's on the chart, like she's on 106 and Park, and she's very like. Remember Christina Aguilera when she did like dirty, like when she was yeah. doing that phase? My favorite phase that's, of Christina. That's exactly how she was marketed, like Christina in the dirty phase. And then it's like she gets with um Christina Perry, not Christina Perry. Shit. What is this lady's name? No, Linda Perry. Linda Perry, thank you. Christina Perry is that other white girl that's singing. Hmm. Yes. That's Jar of Hearts. Oh, I hate that song. Uh, okay. Anyway. Jar of Hearts is uh when you're depressed, when you think you are, <laughs> when you're depressed, I mean, chronically. So I also know that song. <laughs> Listen, I have the most chaotic depression playlist, right? And it's got some weird shit in there. And Christina Perry, Jar of Hearts, is in that bitch. Depression playlists are a thing. Get you a get you a little bit of um Rachel Platten fight song up in there, okay? Oh, I hate that song. So my depression playlist is usually just the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh, that's <laughs> no musicals will perk me right the fuck on up. I will be in here defying gravity and take me or leave me all day. Bad. Right, and no, and mm-hmm. I get that. But I'm thinking, like, when I'm, like, depressed and I don't want to be in a dancey mood, I want to be in a I-will-stand-in-my-ground mood, give me some good-ass Sam Hunt. I'm serious? Who? Sam Hunt. It's a white boy. It's a white boy. Um, no, okay, so I know who Sam Hunt is. He's cute. He's fine. Look who's in. Let me see who he is. I don't even know who he is. He's cute. I, love I heard the name before. I, I want to take his body like a back road. Okay? I want Calm his down. ecstasy. Well, I'm right now. Okay. Calm down, I, friend. Okay. But, but Ain't he cute, the, though? He's cute. But my thing, my real thing is when I listened to that song 2016, I'm like, that is the most depressing shit in the world. This is where I'm at right now. I ain't even in a relationship. I just want to go back. I just want to cry and like tell you how much I would I would do to get you back, even though you ain't mine, which is why I start watching rom coms. See how I'm see how my ADD mind works today. Listen, definitely looks great that. with the beard. He definitely looks better with the beard. I feel like good, like, I like a good depressing song. You know, I feel like a good song will make you miss somebody you ain't even been in a relationship with. Um, I, I'm trying to think, do I have a, I don't have a depression sound uh, playlist, that's for sure. No, it's but a soundtrack. You would write, you would write. Because it's a soundtrack. soundtrack. For sure. When, when I'm going through, like, when, I don't know, what do I listen to when I'm depressed? Shit, the sound of my own heartbeat, maybe? I don't fucking know. Oh, <laughs> I be trying to make sure that bitch is on point. I be like, did you stop? Nah, we still here. We still here. But um, I'm I'm an old school R&B girl. So like, I support I'm going that. through it, it's Anita Baker. It's the Talk Commodores. It's um, Lionel Richie, if I'm feeling a little bit messy. Um, messy. Stephanie Mills. Okay. Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass is that when I'm, but I think the reason why I do that is because like my dad listens to that kind of music. So it's like mm-hmm. when I'm in a funk, I like to play like stuff that reminds me of like childhood. So, but 
usually on Saturdays we do Soka Saturdays. So we play like a lot of like Soka and reggae and like some some Afro beats and stuff like that. So yeah. Um but to hype me up, I'm listening to City Girls and shaking my ass. So listen, yeah. okay. Oh, this is a sidetrack. But I'm so since y'all have like rhythm and stuff, I need somebody. You don't have rhythm? You say you well, I, got, I have I have uh, listen. God didn't bless me with a, a a decent amount of ass, but the teaspoon he gave me gonna shake. So I'm gonna be twerking in somebody's music and I ain't got no rhythm. I don't I don't so we wanna we wanna make shit what's gonna shake. I don't think you have to have rhythm if you can twerk. I feel like but you see, don't have don't, to have rhythm if you can. Twerk. So I'm like a double negative right now. Like I got a weird shaped ass and I can't twerk. This is just all downhill. Twerking is in the ankles. So you don't really need to like it's all in the like your feet has to be like this, but it's like your ankles that are like your ankles is doing the work. I'm I, gonna I'm I'm gonna record please, it you. I need a demo ASAP. I, I mean I used to as someone who used to like do ballroom dancing and like who did a little bit of hip hop, and that one time I tried ballet. Fuck that. But as someone who has some rhythm, I find myself more and more dancing like an uncle. You know how you you've been around oh, your for sure. You know how you've been at the barbecue, the, the cookout, the family reunion. Oh, that's and, me. And then next thing you know, you start to shake your hips a little. And the next thing you know, you're bouncing your shoulders a little, just to put an up and down and up and down shoulder shake. What's your hip moving side to side a little? And the next thing you know, your neck starts turning. Mm. Yeah. The next thing you know, your toes start tapping. <laughs> and then you start moving and then you're that leg. Doing in something. And out. And it's always your whole body starts moving. And then the arm goes back. It's not like you, you're not trying to bite me, but you're, just that one arm starts shaking. <laughs> And they're like, oh my God, is Finn having a seizure? And they're like, no, they're just dancing. And in family gatherings, so I don't twerk at family gatherings. I twerk in the privacy of my own shower. But at family gatherings, I am the drunk auntie who doesn't drink. So I'm very much the two-stepper with the, the red cup in the hand. And it doesn't make really good sense, but it feels good. I can't so get I my auntie shimmy on if I don't have a cup in my hand. I am mm-hmm. a solid two-step, you know, or side-to-side. You know, if it's feeling good to me, I might throw a little hip action in there every now and again. But if there's not a cup in my hand, does it qualify as an auntie shimmy? It can't qualify without a cup. Okay. So speaking yeah, of cups in hand, speaking of cups in hand, okay, let's try to segue back into our topic. Did you have a cup in your hand, a red solo cup in your hand while you were dancing to I Found You, Miss New Booty? I Found You, Miss New Booty. When that that song came out, I think I was in like my freshman year of college and I'm pretty sure I had a cup in my hand and I might have been drunk. In my 20s, in the clubs. Um, The clubs. Matter of fact, we were doing dollar shooters and jello shots at the back of the gay club downtown for sure. 
you know. That sounds way worse than it actually was. Uh, I uh, coming that uh, as someone who spent most of their twenties. That's all right. It was their twenties. It was it was an experimental phase. As someone who spent most of their twenties in uh, in gay clubs, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. It's it, it's actually worse than it sounds. It really is, but it was fun. Okay, but we were all Thanks. vaccinated. We were all vaccinated. We're fine. <laughs> We were vaccinated before vaccination was a thing. Before it was just trying to make it a thing, Gretchen. We, we, were the, we are the original hipsters of vaccination, okay? Mm-hmm. I feel like, as a Texan, I have to give Paul Wall a pass um, on Almost. I was not even anything. thinking about bringing up Paul Wall. I was not even trying to bring up Paul Wall. I wanted to save you. You said Miss Nubu, ain't that Paul Wall? No. That's Bubba Sparks. College oh. Paul. you confusing <laughs> your white men. They all look the same to me. <laughs> Paul Wall was. Uh, that is Bubba Sparks. You're right. No. Okay. Yeah, Bubba Sparks. His, I don't know okay. about him. Hold on. Paul Wall a pass. I feel like he. He what? I feel like he deserves a pass because I feel like Paul Wall very much lived the lifestyle lifestyle he portrayed, and it wasn't a gimmick. No, because I think it was from because, Houston, right? And if you're from, and I will fight anybody from this. It does not matter if you were black or white. If you're from certain eight neighborhoods in Houston, it don't matter. Your color literally does not matter. Everybody's down in the trenches, fucking together. But when you move outside of those areas, mm-hmm. eh, like you get to Katy and Spring, Humble, the cities that are around the outskirts of Houston, fuck you, you're not from Houston. But if you are literally from one of the wards in Houston, it don't matter if you're black, white, whatever, you just, you die well, in I the church. I will I think- say this. Here's one thing I definitely believe. Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Fuck him forever, but go ahead. Fuck him forever. Have but he was from Boston, <laughs> and him and his him and his boys, they went in and they were some rough motherfuckers. Problem that I have with that, he could be from Boston, but you tell me about Boston. You say the word Boston, and I think racism, and then you say my hate crimes. Fuck him forever. Yeah. Um, but also let me pick a piggyback on that because I feel like this is very important. If you ever come out and then get mad when people believe, like, what I mean by come out is like you became an artist, you are an artist first, and then you transition to an actor, and you want people to forget that you did music, there is a reason, Marky. Marky. Yeah. Like, he hates the fact that people bring that shit up, and it's like. Yeah. Cause you had this career, like your brother had this career, like you wanted to be your brother. So now you're mad because people are like, "Hey, Marky Marky," and you're getting like violently upset. Will Smith doesn't get mad when people mention he was a rapper, and he ain't rapping years. I feel like it's. I feel like it's like you know talking about when Miley thought she was black. Like you know, like you should be able to be able to talk these things out. This, this, my notes are just so expensive. <laughs> I am gonna say. Miley never thought she was black. Miley did what every other 
white woman like white person like her before has always done. These white folks ain't buying my fucking music. I'm going to go rob some ships off the black people. I'm going to steal off their culture. I'm going to mimic their culture. And as soon as the white people are like, Miley, baby, that's inappropriate. Please come home. We'll buy your new country pop album. We swear. What's the very next thing this bitch was doing? Well, I'm not in the rap scene anymore. It's just too violent and aggressive towards women. Fuck you, bitch, because it wasn't on. It wasn't none of that shit when you were in it, twerking on stage and, and doing all this other weird fucking shit. But you were actively participating in the caricature of what you think black culture is. Exactly. And that, see, okay. <laughs> Back to my notes. One thing. I love being in class with Steffa. Like, I am, I'm, I'm not head student anymore. Like, I am not, Steffa is head student. And you know what? That takes pressure off of me because, like, I'm drying my nails right now. I have a lot going on in my life. <laughs> I, honestly, when I saw you, like, doing this, I was like, finish trying to make sure that we're all still connected by doing hand movements. And I'm like, baby, I see you. Like, I can see you. It's not really Um, So here's the thing. And I think I've had this, I think I've had this conversation with you all before. I feel like all white artists go through this phase of like trying to assimilate to like black culture. Ooh. And I say assimilate instead of appropriate because in their mind they're not doing anything wrong. Um, but I think that what makes like don't do the shit. Like just don't do it. But like I think what bothers me the most is they go through this whole phase of like I'ma hang around black people. I'ma do black music. And it's like they're fi- they find a way to get in the most trouble of their whole careers while Just, doing it and it's yeah. like are you trying to be edgy like what what's the point of this because justin bieber went through this whole like i'm gonna hang out with my nigga friends like all my everybody around me is black while doing and the most vile disgusting he, shit disturbing shit. and when and and no one ever talks about shit. no one likes to talk about the fact that like he is still friends with Jaden. And that is this. This is this is the point that I, I was gonna make. They hang out with like he, he did this whole thing for like two three years, and he hung out with nothing but black people, doing the dumbest shit ever. And then he's like, "Oh man, I give my life to Christ. This is my redemption time. I ain't seen him hang out with a nigga since. Since. So what exactly? Were, what what exactly is the point of all of that? Same thing with Miley. And back to my little notes that I jotted down. Post Malone and both Miley and Post Malone said the same shit about hip hop music and it irks me. Wait, are we all still here? Oh, we're here. We're here. I'm listening to you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you I'm to waiting. make your point about Post Malone. I'm, I'm, I'm over here like, preach on, preach man. Preach on, preach man. So Post Malone, Post Malone and Miley Cyrus both did separate interviews. This Post Malone interview I'm going to talk about was on a Breakfast Club, and the Miley Cyrus interview I believe it was with like Diddy Fair or some shit. But Post Malone said that there is no uh, vulnerability in hip hop, and Charlamagne the God like something to that effect. And Charlamagne the God was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "Yo, hip hop is so like gross, and that's why I don't do hip hop anymore. That's why I switched over." Post Malone, you were a uh, a, a guy, a white man doing country who wasn't selling records, then got on with some Negroes and then did a couple of hooks, found out hip hop was more profitable because you look like 
shit. And apparently at the time, white boys who looked like shit with tattoos was marketable. You became a hip hop artist and then profited off it the way you wanted to profit. Got your fan base the way you wanted to get your fan base and then switched it up because it's too aggressive. You you knew that shit when you got, when you came to the table. And then Miley Cyrus also said, oh, hip-hop is so misogynistic. That's why I stopped doing it. No, bitch, you stopped doing it because you got back with your white boy. Because she, when they broke up, she became this hip-hop, this hip-hop centered artist. She's doing music with Mike Will Made It. She's doing music with this person. The minute they got back together, it's the crime. Like, bitch, what's... But you know what? And you know what's crazy? You know all this stems way, 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 way back to the 1920s. It all stems from when black artists was making music right. and white people were putting their faces on it. Like, it's so disgusting at this point because it's, it's like, do you I know can't how take many, it seriously. You know how many um, Ella Fitzgerald, most of her songs, most of her songs were co-opted by white singers. Mm-hmm. Mainly, namely, Peggy Lee. I don't know who that is, but I agree with you. Okay. I, I see you. Sorry, I was trying to hit my unmute button. I couldn't <laughs> hit it. I had no idea that Peggy Lee, you know what? That makes sense because I just last week was listening to a bunch of Ella Fitzgerald and it recommended me some Peggy Lee. And what's the first track it recommended me? Fever. And I always felt like her voice in Fever always sounded too rich and very much gave Miss Ella. Mm-hmm. And it's always when that thing when you look at the picture when you when it recommends the artist and you're like, huh. Okay. So, but this stems all the way back till then. So it's crazy how, like, it's nothing new. The only difference, the only difference is the, that within hip-hop culture, there's not a lot of covers. You know what I mean? You don't get a lot of covers. You get, I'm sampling a beat, and then that's going to be what's going to, you know, be the quote-unquote cover. And then, which is, makes it more marketable, makes it seem more, quote unquote, original. Am I using quote too much? Not me putting two and two together and making motherfucking four. I just put my mic on mute because I was like, who the hell is Peggy Lee? So I just looked Peggy Lee up on um, Tidal and listened to Fever. And then I ran and put on Baby It's Cold Outside with Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Jordan. I'm Sick of white people. Like, I knew y'all was doing this, but in my face, though, you know in my what? face. You know which one thing I love? You know which one thing that I love? I ain't never, ever heard a white person cover Be Real Black for Me by Roberta Flack. I ain't never heard it. And I'm pretty damn sure I better never will. And don't get me wrong. There are some covers that I've heard that have been by black people and I just not care for it. But, like, I feel like, oh, what is that? Remember the crazy girl from Victoria's? The, like, goth girl? Jade? She was saying, no, I don't remember her name. She was goth, but she, like, she was, like, evil. She was, like, Sam Puckett's evil twin. But, um, Jade. Jade. okay, Jade, I guess L- that's her. Liz Gillies. Yes. So she said that white 
artists do this thing where they're si- they sing in cursive. And I feel like when they do covers, they sing in cursive, and it's like, this is not good. Like, what are you doing? But yeah, fuck my Cyrus. Sing in cursive. I'm gonna I'm gonna find my cover so y'all can hear what I'm talking about. But fuck my Cyrus. Um uh, this is the very anti Miley Cyrus podcast today. Uh, because look, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. I'm oh, gonna. You you already knew I was this gay. Let's be real. You already knew I was this level of a faggot. I used to watch Hannah Montana. Oh, well, I've seen it. It wasn't my time era, but um, I, so party in USA is my shit. I'm gonna sing it every time I come on the radio. But everything okay. after that, my uh, Mike will made it moment. Fuck my Cyrus. Like, I will be. I will be honest. I loved Breakout. Okay. <laughs> I used to call it Outbreak, and that's a bad thing to call it now. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that pandemic plus You call it shit. We're in pandemic. We're in the pandemic two point right now. Like, because. It's because my brain, when I read, I know how to read. I do. I don't know. If, it's not dyslexia, okay? I know that. But, like, sometimes I read words backwards, so sometimes I'll read a sentence twice just to make sure I said it right. But then when I say it out loud, I don't say it correctly. So I'll be like, oh, this was a cool breakout album. Instead, I'll be like, oh, this was a cool outbreak album. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Music to have the herps too. Okay. <laughs> that would have been a perfect time for like sponsorship. If you th- if you think that you're pregnant, this is the right song for you. <laughs> Eat that baby Jesus. Eat Listen. that baby. But like I love what, I love Like that version of Miley was my like was my homegirl. I was like, yeah, we're the same age. Yeah, you know, and now I'm like, oh, we're the same age. Oh no. But you were right, though. As soon as she got her white boy back, which also, Liam is definitely not the cutest Hemsworth brother. And when he broke up with her, and I was like, you were a good, intelligent man. And he took that bitch back, and I was like, you were a goddamn dummy. Are they still together, or did they break up again? I think they broke up again. Like, they got married, and I think they divorced. So, let me also say this. And I don't be paying. Y'all I, I know. stopped paying attention to marriages after after Pete and Ashley broke up. I stopped caring about relationships. Mm, that wasn't meant to be anyway. Like they literally right. got married because she got pregnant, and they, that broke my heart. That broke my little my little emo baby heart. My little no, they they got divorced heart. in twenty twenty. Okay, um, oh, that's a hell of a year to get divorced. You know, to bring it back <laughs> to Miley Cyrus and white people in general. Why can't people just have like a mental breakdown like Britney did? Like I feel like Britney Spears did it like the genuine way, in a sense of like, granted, I'm I'm upset she had a mental breakdown, but she didn't go the let me appropriate black, black culture route. She just said, I'm gonna just start eating coochie and be a lesbian. Because remember, she, when she had her whole situation, she essentially started like publicly. <laughs> Fondling women's body parts. Like I don't think um the artists are having breakdowns. I think they're feeling rebellious, quote unquote. Because like let's be right because like let's look at let's look at it this way, right? If we look at Justin Timberlake, okay. We remember when Justin Timberlake was in the the Mickey Mouse Club. We remember when Justin Timberlake was in, in Sync. You know what I mean? Like, 
we also saw him dating Britney. Like he, his whole image up until he started to appropriate black culture was him being a teeny bopper. This is his like showing that he's a grown man and I'm gonna, I'm not, you know, the child that I once was, blah, blah, blah. And did some very stupid shit. Very, very, I mean, let's be real, he made money but he did some dumb shit. If you look in like hindsight, as like in in like what is socially acceptable. Okay, let me let me ask this question. So, and the, like, I feel like I get it, but sometimes I I think like in my brain I'm like, but wait, how? I don't think. Let me start off by saying Justin Timberlake is an asshole. That's number one. That I 1000% agree that he's an asshole. He's done very asshole things. Um, but how did he appropriate black culture? Is it because of the, like the music choices he decided to do? Because I think he was very much still a pop artist. I don't think he's ever been marketed as an R&B artist. Just like I don't understand what people say that Bruno Mars is culturally appropriating. All I know is that I was in love with Bruno Mars for a long time. I love time. Bruno Mars. So I just I'm just not into the new Bruno Mars. That's all it is. I'm just not into the new music. I love I love what I had with him. I, right? I, I think I love his music across the board, but I also think that Bruno Mars when he when he came out first of all, I hated the Fedora. I feel like the Fedora made him like closer to whiteness and they made it like make him seem like palatable to white people with that stupid ass Fedora. Like, I felt like he was, I don't I know felt- how but like you're a thousand percent correct. Right. I it's the like fedora. That, I felt like that fedora was getting me into like some club, some like some club owned like he does like this. by some drug like, dealers that was like he was gonna give me a kilo of coke to go over the border where it's like I feel like that fedora told me a story. You know what I mean? You and I both know that Bruno Mars would never give up a kilo of coke for anything. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about Bruno. We're not doing it. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't that. We ain't doing that. So I, you said you like how is Justin culturally appropriating? I don't necessarily feel that it's that he is culturally appropriating. I think it's more of a a bastardization of the culture of the community. Mm -hmm. You. There's been a lot of dis because oh, Jesus, I'm almost sad that I know this. There's a period of time where he did a track with Nelly, and and not just in sync, but like Justin by himself, mm-hmm. and they're out here, they're wilding on golf courses, and you can look at the video and tell that Justin's high as hell. And I gotta so find the same video. I have to go back and find the song, but um. He had even talked about at one point, you know, in an interview, God, it was, this was, I was still at home. So it was in my early twenties. So do the math. Um, but, you know, he's having these conversations. He's Harris Corn Road. And this is before he dropped the first album. And it, so it's not that they basically are appropriating the culture, but it's you are like similar to Justin Bieber. You're hanging out with black people and you're doing these things and being, I won't say a terrible human being, but you're doing things that are outside of your, what people believe to be outside of your nature or character. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as soon as you start making moves that people don't like, it's let me shed this. 
this group of people that I've been hanging out with, this portion of my identity. Oh, well, I was just doing those things because I was, I was hanging out with those people. So you are, are yet again bastardizing the culture and the community because you are using tactics of white supremacy to demonize our culture because you saw an opportunity to turn a profit. And as soon as it no longer profited you, you shit on it and turn your back on it. I can see that. And, and here's the thing. We all have like one or two white friends from the hood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they grew up in the hood. They were born and raised there. That's their, that's their environment. That's their life. Like I don't that. have any white friends, unfortunately. Oh, well. That's, I mean, well, I, I almost mean, said something super problematic. I have white friends that I like. No, I don't have any white friends. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot who you are. I forgot who you are. Um, I wish I did. I mean, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not against it. Like, I'm not. I'm not one of those people. But <laughs> uh, I totally am. <laughs> like, I don't oh my god! Like oh my god! I'm. I, I would. Have you seen that the the reverse racism girl on yes, uh, TikTok? Yes, 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 I love yes, her. Yes. She's like. She's like. So you're European American. Um. So like, you people like mayonnaise. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's I, so crazy. I need, I need, I need um links sent to me immediately. I'm gonna send it to you. It's on my uh TikTok. I have a few friends who have never, who have never like known white people in their entire life. You know what I mean? Like except mm-hmm. for except for like as a teacher or a professor or like maybe a coworker or something like that. And so I'm just always so shocked by it because I'm like, so let me just say this. Um, it's not uh, scary. It is not not everything. It's like Get Out by Jordan Peele. You know what I mean? Not everything right. is that bad. Just I half mean, of it. Just half of it. You know, if you find yourself on a on a plantation, um, don't ask questions, but ask. Leave. Leave is better. Let me. Um, I'm gonna tell y'all this. You can leave this in if you want to. It's completely fine. I'm pretty sure she'll be fine with me telling you guys this. But my sister, um, she used to work in an all-white environment for the most part, white and Asian environment. And one of her coworkers, white woman, says to her just like randomly, "Have you ever done crack before?" Oh, to beat that bitch ass. My sister said, "Excuse me." So she said, "Have you ever done crack before?" And my sister's like, why would you ask me if I've ever done crack? And she's like, oh, because, you know, I'm just asking. And it's like, bitch, what? I work with all black women. They be asking me how I like my coochie look sometimes, which is real gross. But, <laughs> I mean, are they offering <laughs> because I'm just saying. No, they, like, one of my coworkers, she's just like that. Like, she'll, like, she told me before, like, well, recently, she was like, her husband likes when she gets the lotion and I was like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And she's like, keep the lotion up in your hands like this and you jack them off. I'm like, girl, what? Like, those are the kind of conversations I have at work. Ain't nobody ever asked me if I did crack. So y'all don't have HR at your job? Is what I'm hearing. Oh, HR? No. We don't let HR get involved, girl, please. We don't let HR get involved. Listen, mind your business. Mind your business. Don't hurt somebody. Sometimes they be sitting around just telling me random shit, and I'd be like, okay. Like, okay. like not for nothing, I was reading a book, and you came up to me and talked to me. I was reading a book. 
If I get called in anybody's office, this is on you. You can't. I've always worked in environments with black women and I feel like because it's always a big age difference in the sense of like I could either be their daughter or like their close niece they mm-hmm. always try to like put me on game or something so like even when I was younger when I was in my early 20s and I worked at a different right one of the ladies was like you know she's getting married matter of fact uh, and she says to me when you get a certain age you rather and you prefer you prefer a man that's going to be handsome, he treats you well, and he got money, and this, this, and that. But if you get an ugly one that treats you well, he has money, you want for nothing, you'd rather take that one than the other one. And I was like, girl, you ain't never lied. Like, you ain't never lied. That's the... Yeah, Listen, so like, let, me, let me tell you something. My grandmother taught me. I got it. That's a woman called Granny. Judy was a woman of means. She was not okay. a hoe. Let's do this one. Let's do this. Grandma was a woman of means. Okay, she was a woman of means, right? And she once taught me just get a man, edit him. And I was like, excuse me. I'm edit sorry. Him. Edit him. Look at editing a document. Edit him. Okay. I was really somehow uh, felt like that's what you were saying. Yeah. I just did a confirmation. And then took a, <laughs> and then took a then took a puff of her cigarette and and kept living her life. Like this was the advice that these older women give you. Yeah. Men. Yeah, man ain't gonna be perfect, but guess what? The the shit that ain't perfect, if you can deal with it, deal with it. If you can't leave him alone. And, and I was like, like Younger me was like, no, because he has to be cute. And he has, I mean, conventionally attractive for my liking. I'll say that. Um, and then, like, as I got older and I thought about what she said, and I was like, okay, girl, noted. I understand. So, yeah, older women stay giving out good knowledge. I mean, I don't want nobody asking me how I like my coochie looked again, but. Well, now that we're here, how do you like your coochie looks? Um. I'm a pillow princess. I Hold prefer on. to be a pillow. I'm a pillow princess. I love it. Hold, um, on. What are you, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I love only, that for you. I love the that. The only way. context I have for pillow princess is when um, lesbians are involved. So I don't understand the usage of the term pillow princess in this so, context. So in my context, pillow princess, I'm I'm a very much a like. I, I'm trying to describe this back and still be a good Christian woman. So I like to be, um, I prefer laying on my back because I also do my ratatouille, one, two, three. Um, but yeah, I like to be on the on my back. It gives me like good leverage. Um, if he gets on my nerves, I could just cross the legs, decapitate him one time. <laughs> I, I I I love that for you. Um, honestly, right? I feel. Like, I don't know how I feel right now. That is hilarious. I mean, I feel high. I'm currently high. So are we not? Um, I am not. I I I've already smoked a blunt. Um, my nails are mostly dry. I've had my coffee. Let me tell you, I'm living a life. Um, but I do have one thing, right? When it comes to getting your 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 your, your lunchbox eaten, mm-hmm. um, has it? Okay, so I've been watching rom coms. So, ha- and these rom coms have been fucking me up. 
Okay. Like, got me to the point where I'm listening to Drake. And I don't know if I'm listening to Aubrey or Drake that, at that moment. Sometimes mm, it's all the same to me. Sometimes, no, there's Aubrey, there's Drake, and then there's Champagne Poppy. Not Champagne Poppy. Okay, I have things to say about Drake. <laughs> okay, but question. Which which iteration of him would you let eat the coochie? Um, ooh, how old am I? Am I the age I am now? Okay, let's say we are my age, 30. <sighs> it doesn't it matter make- which version of him. It could be old, current. Because 30-year-old me would let Aubrey now clap the cheeks. So I, I think I'm going to say Drake now. So right, right now I will say Jamaican Drake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will let Jamaican Drake do it. Toss it. Uh, you are toxic. You are toxic. It's the beard. Like if you really think about it, like they say beards of, are like makeup for men. The beard and also the weight because he's gained weight, like muscle mass. It is the beard though. A beard because Drake in his 20s wasn't it i don't care what nobody say drake was surviving with a light skin privilege and the fact that he could auto-tune that singing voice but now drake definitely would let him do it wow plus the beard 30 year old me would for sure fold like a goddamn picnic chair i would just avoid like i wouldn't want him to say anything with o's or a's because like that canadian canadian a uh-uh. It, it kills me every time. But also, I love me a buttery. I love me a buttery soy. I love me a buttery soy. Okay. No. Because it was sorry, sorry. Because like oh, when you about sorry. about uh, about like, oh, no. I love it a boot. I love it a boot. No. I hate it. Look, it feels. It sounds and feels buttery. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? It's like when I hear an Australian talk. It's like, I know that I should not be into them. Oh, but yeah. I am. I really am. But is it me? Am I the problem? I'm, like, I hate accents. I oh, no. know. Them, but I, I will them. slut Okay, this would be a great segue into the accent. correct conversation that we were supposed to have. <laughs> Wait, before we go there, I do want to say this. Okay, on my list. I don't give a fuck about a Jack Harlow. I don't give a fuck about a Post Malone. I don't give a fuck about any white white rapper. And what I also wanted to say when you were talking about the thing from Post Malone, when he said that, I was like, bitch, nobody invited you to the party anyways. You just showed the fuck up. With a tattoo on your forehead. Fuck him. And who is this little rainbow-haired boy? Fuck him and the bitch who birthed him too. Okay. Let me, to piggyback on what you just said, um, <laughs> people that I think are doing it the right way, g I feel like G-Eazy isn't trying to be anything. g the boy who is 118% black? He is? g he was like, I am partially black, so I can say nigga was like, but you look white, don't try me. That's not g wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. g is the boy who mama gave him uh was it meth? You can he kiss my ass. He did coke wait, with wait, his mom wait. on his 14th birthday. He did what with his mama on his coke what, on with what? his mom? 
He did coke with his mom on his 14th birthday. I thought you said that. I really did. I really thought and that he, you said that. And I was hoping that he, okay, I was incorrect in hearing that. No. But I was so not. He was, he was on uh, Snoop and Martha's uh, show, The Cooking Show. And they were just talking. And um, they were eating. And they were like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done? And he was like, oh, when I... No, he's like, they was like, you used to get into a lot of trouble when you were young. He was like, yeah. And Martha was like, was your mother ever disappointed? And he said, when I was 14 for my 14th birthday, we did a lot of coke together. She was never disappointed. And they were like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, my mom gave me a lot of coke for my birthday. Because he's heavy into drugs. Like, heavy. And Martha was just like, what the fuck? But, um... Can you call CPS on a path and infection? Because, because like, I feel like that that should be something that can be looked into years later, right? Like, that should be something that they should be able to still look into. Like, somebody should call the authorities about that, right? Somebody should. Like, even if you're... They should, but they would. Like, even if your child is now, like, 35 years old, like... I still don't care. You did that. You gave them drugs before they were eighteen. I could never. The worst parent should so, never. I just looked it up. GEZ isn't a tenth of black. He is one thousand percent a white boy. Um, he did an article where he said he does not want to gentrify hip hop. So I think like he should piggyback enough what you said before, like about Paul Wall in a sense that he's from Houston um, and it just so happens, you know, he's from Houston, whatever the case may be. So it's like the melting pot of culture. GEZ is from deep Oakland, California. Not like the outer banks of Oakland where like you're melting into like maybe a suburb. He is from Oakland. He's from Oakland. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oakland, Oakland, back in the 80s, Oakland. So I think that's what his introduction was to like the culture and hip hop. Um, but I, who I think you're talking about is Logic. So yes. Logic, him. Fuck him. Uh, Logic, Logic was Logic gave me a little bit of hope. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he gave me a little bit of hope. Yes, it felt very commercial, but it felt commercial with a sense of wokeness. You know what I mean? So I am not gonna lie. Logic's first album, I do have it on my title. Um, Logic is a good artist. I think Logic Logic is doing it the right way. Logic identifies as a black man, but he knows that he does not look black, so he will never say the N-word. Logic also knows that in his music, he says a lot about like cultural ties to blackness. But as a black man who does not look like a black man who will always be seen as a white man, he knows that there's certain things that he can't and touch on because it will look like cultural appropriation. That's why I think Logic and GEZ are doing it the right way. They're staying in their lane and they're doing things in their lane. Again, back to Little Dicky. Little Dicky is doing it the way that Eminem did it. But yes. Like her, okay, the only sense. thing Little Dicky is not telling you that he wants to kill his baby mama. And that right, right there, that right there, makes me so happy. Right. So I think that little Dicky is staying in his lane in the sense of I'm not I don't come from struggle. Like I'm, I'm not from the struggle. I can't tell you that when I was in kindergarten, my mom sold her left city for milk for the right. Like I can't tell you any of those things because that's not my life. That's not the life that I live. <laughs> and 
I like music like that. Everybody doesn't have to go to some, through some type of struggle. And I think that the appeal in the beginning with Eminem was you have a white boy who has been through enough struggle as the black people, in a sense, mm-hmm. in hip hop. And he's able to sing from that. I mean, he's able to rack from that struggle and that pain. But we can still market him as a white boy. Right. So to the industry, that was perfect. Like you got this white boy with Negro tendency, like Negro struggle per se. Like lived in a trailer park, had to like rob Peter Pay Paul. Like awesome, this is great. And it's like, do I like Eminem's music? One thousand percent. He made some really funny shit. Like we could all agree, he made some really funny shit outside of like you know trying to kill Kim and shit. Right. But, you know, um, small things. Right, just, little, small. just little, listen, little, minor listen, things. I remember Mockingbird came out when I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Right? That shit went ham. Okay? I would be blasting it nonstop. The only thing we really have to think about is you were about to break that birdie's neck? Okay, I need you to, like, calm it down a little bit. It was another song that he had that was very aggressive too. And I was just like, this nigga needs help. Like, <laughs> it's more than obvious. Like, this, this, is like, this is like a straight up, like, okay, so this is like what uh, a therapeutic hotline situation. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody calm this man down. Um, he may or may not commit a domestic violence tonight. And uh, has, I'm sorry. Is that a pap blue ribbon? Yeah, take him in. <laughs> if you remember, like he broke up with Kim and then they like they got back together. Like I think she went to rehab and then they like got back together. And like she had a kid on him or something. Like it was all very like, it was all very toxic. Like very, very toxic. <laughs> and it's just like Marshall, be- we want better. We want better for you, Marshall. Like but you know what's crazy? What were we watching? What were we watching on TV during those years? Flavor of Love. We were watching um, I Love New York, Charm School. So here's the we, thing. This, this we were is watching OG RuPaul. The way <laughs> that Viacom has piggybacked off of the stories of Black people, Black women in general, to make shows and sell and make millions never ceases to amaze me. Like, the surreal life. First of all, we need to bring the surreal life back. We do. We really the surreal do. life was everything. <laughs> Flavor Flav Celebrity and Edition Gita, is not killing it. Big Brother Celebrity Edition is not what we need. We need the surreal the life. The surreal because life. Because we saw shit that we weren't one. supposed to be. Like we were <laughs> we were not supposed to see that. Like absolutely not. And because remember. Flavor Flav was on this real life trying to get with Brigitte Nielsen. Then they had like this whirlwind romance and then they had their own show. And then she broke Flav's heart and then that's how he got Flavor of Love. And then from Flavor of Love, we got I Love New York. From I Love New York, we got Chance and uh, Real Romance thing. Then we got the Ray J one. Like, the way MTV oh, has Can we talk about one can we talk about one thing that I don't think people remember? Oh, I have to bring up one more white rapper, but yeah. Do you remember Brandy and Ray J having a reality show? I do. Way, way, way back in the early 2000s when she was I pregnant? Do. 
No, they didn't. Ha- they got the show before she got pregnant. Because they did a show with her showing her pregnancy on it. Listen, if y'all want me to go through this right now, I can go through this. This is why Brandy had me blocked for a year and a half. Like I could really, I could really iron this shit out for you. So Brandy and Ray J, and I'm gonna get back to my white wrap up. Brandy and Ray J had a show on VH1, um, basically talking about like how they're building themselves into a brand. Their mom was on the show. The dad was on the show. Whatever they were building. No, this was after she had the baby. They were building themselves into a brand because at the time when they had the show, she was dating Flo Rida, and Flo Rida would not come on the show, so she was getting pissed. So when Brandy had the the show you're talking about when she was pregnant, oh, so, because I was an undergrad when this happened. So, uh, VH1. I'm not VH1. MTV used to have this show called, oh man, what was the name of the show? Basically, like super fans would uh, write in and tell why they are super fan for this person. And then whatever video the person had out, they would like let the super fan remake the video. So Brandy's super fan wanted to remake Full Moon. Ray J went out with the girl and Brandy couldn't come. Brandy claimed she was sick, but she was really pregnant, so she couldn't do public appearances. So Brandy's mom, Sonia, worked out a contract with VH with Viacom because it was MTV Viacom. Worked out a contract with MTV Viacom to basically do Brandy's whole pregnancy story, right? So Brandy, as we all know, was a big liar. But Brandy got pregnant by her married producer, who was a part of Black Child. Got pregnant by the married producer. They were sleeping around him. She knew his wife. She got pregnant by him. And when her mother worked out this deal with uh, Viacom to get the, the special, her mom was like, he needs to be on the show. You guys need to lie and say that you're married. So what happens? She says to him, oh, well, you know, if we do the show together, VH1 to give, um, Viacom will give us X amount of money. But if I do it by myself, they're not going to give me any money. Plus, it's bad for my image to say that I'm a single mother and I got pregnant and I don't know who the father is. Bad for my image. First of all, Brandy, we all know you a bitch, so it ain't bad for nothing. Monica been telling us for years. Fucking Nisi and Kim been telling us for years. You ain't shit, so we already knew you weren't shit. So she convinced him to do the show. And convincing him to do the show, she paid his wife off a, a, a quarter mil for her to be like, oh, I ain't got nothing to do with this because, of course, the wife is going to see the show. She's going to have to explain why is your husband in this show being Brandy's, you know, husband. Because Brandy was like, oh, we're going to say we eloped to this is an All right, cool. She paid his wife off. She said they eloped. Oh, her mother was like, they eloped without me knowing. Da, 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 da. And then she, she popped up pregnant. On this show, if you watch the show back, his name is Robert. When I tell you that man looks so uncomfortable, like she was trying to be all up on him, and he was like, what the fuck? Like he's like giving her like the what the fuck you doing face. It looks so uncomfortable for him. So uncomfortable. So they do this whole doc, and you can see that he visibly looks uncomfortable. And like it's just like her whole like birthing story and shit like that. She has the baby. He's on the show when she has the baby. Everything's gonna find again. You think it's like this one big happy kumbaya. Maybe a year after the show airs, she publicly publicly comes out and says, you know, it didn't work out with me and Robert. We're getting a divorce. Da, 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 da. Okay, cool. She makes this public announcement. This is back when we had MySpace. She makes a big ass announcement on MySpace. Yada, yada, yada. 
and making this big ass announcement on MySpace. I'm getting too hype and I'm starting to set up. But <laughs> making this big ass announcement on MySpace, she then like starts dragging the man. Oh, you know, he he's we got a divorce because he's a good father but a horrible husband. Blah, blah, blah. So then what happens? He gets upset. He goes on Wendy Williams and he tells the truth. He goes on Wendy Williams' radio show and he tells from top to bottom the whole truth. I cheated on my wife with this girl. She told me she got pregnant. I told her to get an abortion. She told me she was keeping it. Then she comes to me to my Viacom wants to do like this whole like pregnancy story with her. She pays my wife off. My wife is sitting at home. The show aired. Now my wife got to look at me and she's trying to be all on me on the show, my wife has to look at me and this girl trying to be all over me. Like, it's a whole big thing. Whatever. So then, Ray J gets upset. Ray J thought, oh, you know, whatever him and my sister had going on, he should have just left it there. He didn't have to tell his side or nothing. Then, years later, Ray J is like, you know, they had a, a, um, a contractual agreement that they would do the show together and then that's what it was going to be. But, he never signed the NDA. So being that he never signed the NDA, he could easily tell a story and not be sued. So it was like this whole big thing. And then like, Ray J, yo, come to think about it, Ray J's mom tried to clean it up and she couldn't clean it up. And then right after she couldn't clean it up, that's when the Ray J sex tape came out. So I feel like she... I cannot. I yeah, it was like a not. whole big thing. And like that's when I was like, I can't fuck with Randy like that. Plus, she killed somebody. Plus, <laughs> plus <laughs> Mel. Hold on. I'm stopping you right there. Because I'm glad to know I'm not the only person who hyperfixates on shit. Yeah. Because I can go and through and tell you so many like point A to point B of certain things. And it's toxic and dangerous. Um, it's very dangerous. But this is, this is the one. Is my, my hatred my for Brandy. My hatred for Brandy knows no bounds because she's just a liar. And it's like, girl, you were pregnant. Like when Princess Love was pregnant with her first baby, Brandy was pregnant. We ain't seen that baby since, and that's how I got blocked because I was like, when you want to show us a picture of your baby, and she blocked me. Uh, please do, and I, I need all of it. I'm just sitting here listening. Family's like, come back. And I'm like, no, baby, I'm listening. This is fascinating. Because while all of this was going down, I'm in my 20s starting around Dallas. And at this point, all I heard, I, I never was really in the reality TV. So I never paid attention to none of that. I knew she was pregnant and married. And then they got a divorce and she dragged a nigga on the internet. And that was all I knew. So it's fascinating to me all these years later mm-hmm. to hear all of this. The two plus two be equal in four, and she be lying. Well, listen, Monica is a sweetheart. I mean, she might be a little dumb because she's still living niggas who was locked up. But you know, let 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 us move on. Um, I we'll we'll get to that another time because I cannot get into the Monicas of the world today. Um, I do have to say, so. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna move us smoothly into this. Oh wait, can I just say my last artist? And I don't I don't remember if y'all like I don't know if okay. y'all remember this person. Y'all remember Creshawn? Who? Creshawn or Creshawn? So what's the song? Okay, hold on. I gotta look up the song. But there was this white girl, 
And the reason why I remember her so vividly is because like she had like all of the little the little girls of like 12 and 13 um up in arms. Um the song, what is the fucking song? Was this like a lady sovereign kind of thing? No, it wasn't a lady sovereign kind of thing. Oh, she made this song. What's it called? Gucci Gucci. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this. I so have no here's copyright the, for So here's though. the thing, right? I, I'm going to say that the song was Gucci Gucci. But in the song, she says something to the effect of like, it's something, 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 bitch, you work at Arby's. Hurry up, number two, I'm starving. That girl. So, no clue. Okay, so she came out, like, remember, I have like little, little cousins. So when she came out, she had all the girls like wearing like the weird glasses with the bows and things like that. And like she came out and she was like, this is before Macklemore. She came out and she was just like, oh wow, a new white white rapper. So good, right? She was touring, she was doing fine. And then she got on Al Gore's internet. I'm it's like 2012. So this was like she got on Instagram and she was like, niggas wanna be me. Niggas wanna rap like me. You new rap bitches wanna be like me. And oh. she just inbound, inbound, and people was like, "Oh, this what we doing?" And she's like, "Oh, like then she did a statement. Oh, you know, it's it's not a, a racism thing; it's a cultural thing. Like it's I, not I said your that, culture, bitch. Mind you, I mean, I just want to make sure because she's from Oakland. So let me just uh, the song is Gucci Gucci, by the way, but it's a cultural thing. She's Russian and Hungarian." That ain't your culture. They say the inverting your culture, baby. Not in reference to each other, but I know they say that shit. They don't say that. They say the inverted your culture because the inverted is very actually very very centralized into. It's very very American. Very, so like Creshawn did it the wrong way. You know, when I was a baby gay, a baby gay, baby gay, a gay bee, if you will. A gay baby. Okay, first of all, Baby Gap was an icon. <laughs> you don't top and do some work. Is is had the girls in a headlock. We ain't never heard the demo, but we knew the name. It was our hot girl summer. And it's so funny because when you said it yesterday, I'm like, I know this name, but why do I know it? And I was like, I know who the hell is Baby Gap? Why do I know this? Fucking Noah's art. That was our hot girl summer because we knew exactly we knew exactly what that shit was. I'll be real, the gay bee that was me was really listening to Caswell. And Wait, is that is that what what in the butt? No, what what in the butt? That <laughs> what what? Not, what do it no, in my not, butt? In my butt? No, no, that was. I seen Beyonce Classic. at Burger King. Mm-hmm. I seen Beyonce at Burger King. I seen Beyonce at Burger King, and she was eating. And she was eating. I I'll say what what in the butt. Thank you very much. Right. Caswell also had this thing called ice cream shop or ice cream. It was very, it was very gay, muscly, oily, um, rap and cultural appropriating in a very bad way. Mm. I kind of white person. Yeah, it was very much like I kind of forgot who Marky P. Johnson was. You know what I mean? Oh, 
like it, it was giving that. I see Sepa looking. <laughs> Sepa is All I found was a white woman. It's Cadswell. C A Z W E L L. Okay. And he came after. And he came after. Oh, I'm so fucking dumb. I know who this is. Mm-hmm. And he came after Adam Joseph. And Adam Joseph was like, imagine. Imagine a gay white boy trying to give us Anita Baker. No. That would I don't be ever fucking need to illegal. try to imagine that. That would be fucking illegal. <laughs> and I hope that whoever, if they ever, yes, they deserve to die and I hope to burn in hell. <laughs> don't you and I am I, I I feel like I feel like you're just trying to attack me and if you did not want us to be friends and play cousins no more, you could have just said that and kept us off the zoom <laughs> call. You couldn't nobody sing Anita Baker but Anita Baker. So let's Hello? Just like just like nobody in my opinion, this is just my truth. This is just who I am. Nobody can sing a Lauren Hill cover but Lauren Hill. Favorite genre of music. It's a very niche genre. It is called punk pop covers only. Like basically, I listen to punk pop bands covers. Like the punk pop, like the punk pop, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's also like just m- multiple covers everywhere, and it's all kinds of different music. But none of them are stupid enough to ever try to cover. Anita Baker, never stupid and try to cover in the L. Fitzgerald, never mm-hmm. stupid enough to try to do, um, what's his name, Usher. Like, because let's be honest, even Usher is hard to cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usher is very much a vocal Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, unless he was doing something hardcore pop pop, you mm-hmm. can't cover that. Yeah. So it's like, but then you have other artists doing some dumb shit. I don't know. One artist tried to cover Earth, Wind, and Fire and did it badly. Crashed and burned. I'm just going to say this. Silk, Sh- Silk, Shonic- Silk Sonic's cover of the Commodores is really good. Um, what song? Oh, this shit is my favorite. It's my favorite Auntie uh, love train. Okay, it's really. Oh, like, I do like that song. I would not lie to y'all. Like, it's really good, and I love the Commodores. Um, so at first when I saw it, I was just like very apprehensive, and I actually love that song. Um, it's it's a whole ass song when you really sit and look at it. It's really a whole ass. Okay, song. but honey, this is true. But honey, I love Silk Sonic and their. I'm gonna pimp slap you after we do a, a line of after I do a line of cook off your titties. Like it's very. Uh, I'm wearing platinum. I'm wearing platinum boots with fish mm-hmm. inside. You know what I mean? It's very seventies, but it's in the seventies, very, very modern seventies. This is where we are feeling in these days because we will, these are the feelings that will never go away. Humans have had them forever, right? But there was a flare that at one time we were giving, but we lost through culture. Right. Because that was a flair. That was like, that wasn't just a fad. That was a life. And the music was like, call me crazy. I'm an 80s baby. But 70s music 
was just like it's top tier. Like the musicality of it is top tier. The instrumentals, the the fuck Nick the lyrics. Like most of that music in the seventies and sixties was really telling us like people ain't shit. But that up tempo though, we was in the club. Dance. They were in the club because I was I wasn't even here. But the only we was in the club dancing to the ancient ass lyrics. And the only issue I have is like most of them songs went on for like. 22 hours, my God, you keep, why are you writing a six-minute song? Listen. Why are you writing an eight-minute song? Baby, I need you to give me, I need you to give me an intro, uh, uh, a plot, uh, a chorus, another piece of the plot, a chorus again, and then you tone us out of with a conclusion. This isn't, this is, this is a grade 10 uh, pop quiz essay. We ain't doing all this shit. <laughs> here's the thing it's not that the music was long because a lot of the the iconic cultural songs that we love so like um a lot of stephanie mills's music a lot of yeah stephanie mills a lot of um gloria Gaynor, a lot of songs that we think about when we think about like the clubs in the 70s and 60s it's not that the songs were initially long the problem was People will go to the clubs and they would keep asking for the song. So, like, one person to do it, can you play the song? And they would start playing it. And another person, can you talk? Can you play it over? So, like, the clubs were responding to like these long intros. So, when they would market the song, they would do the longer intro. So, like, the music that we have now, the intros are purposely longer. No wonder that's how people ask for them. That explains the drugs. That explains the drugs. That explains the drugs. You gotta because do your like, line before you get in that line dance, baby. Because, because like, baby, uh-uh, I ain't, I could never look. I know who I am. I love, me a, I love me a good club. I love me a good long dance, but I could never. When I'm in the club, one thing I love about gay clubs is they play mixtures of music. You know what I'm saying? Most of them. So you're not just gonna get hip-hop. You're not just gonna get soca. You're not just gonna get Afrobeat. You're gonna get everything. Right? Which and, I appreciate. Right. And I think that's why when you go to them, the songs aren't as long because they're giving you just pieces of what you're getting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're going to give you like most of the songs that you love and they intro to another song. You're not going to get, we're going to play this same song over and over again in the background and while we intro a new song while that one's still in the background. Like, sir, sir. Sir, how long can this transition go on? We've been at it for 20 minutes. I just saw a guy come in, look at his ex-wife, break up with her, and then... Oh, all that's the kind of club I want to be in. <laughs> uh-uh. So I just, I just found this song I was talking about. So Donna Summers, I Feel Love, that's why her intro is so long. Okay, because Donna they kept Summers. requesting the song back to back the night she premiered it in the club. They kept requesting the song back to black, back, and it was making the intro longer. So her marketing team was like, "Let's just give it a long ass intro." Like the Donna intro, Summers I think it's like that one name you hear when you think of disco. Yes, that is that that is that name. That's like when you hear Donna Summers, you're like, "Oh, okay." I mean, was- I heard I heard she was a little homophobic though, but I love the tune. There was a, a um, it, you know what's so funny? Most of like the homophobic artists, the gays love them. Yeah, because they well, need to for the girls, and they don't want to admit it. Like, but there was a petition to have Kelly Rowland play her, her biopic biopic. Yeah, who? Kelly Rowland. Oh, 
Okay, look, I love Kelly for everything. Okay. Now, listen. Rom-com. Segway to the rom-com, because Kelly yes. Rollins has a because lot is, of, is, of Hallmark movies. This is this is the concert. Uh, this is the concept. This is the con. Remember, okay, do you remember that that video on TikTok where you saw that girl where she was sitting down in the car getting ready to eat her takeout and she was like, uh, she was like, so I have so Down just, syndrome. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I, I have Down syndrome. I have Down syndrome. I'm dyslexic. I'm I'm dyslexic. And like that's where I'm at today. It's like I am saying words that are the words that I want to say, but they're not the words that I mean to say. So therefore, <laughs> I am having a I'm a what day? I'm a what? Okay. <laughs> so I have and because I'm having an I'm a what day, I feel like this is the, another thing that this is, I mean, that's probably half of the audience here anyway. Most of y'all either listen because you have ADD, ADHD, hypertension, depression. Not hypertension, though, friend. I mean, I can see hypertension. You may or may not have a family secret and love hearing mine come out. Um, because y'all nosy, because you're nosy. This is a um, podcast for everyone under the sun. This is a podcast. You may want to learn what it's like to be a messy auntie without having to be an auntie all the fucking time. I am the messy auntie. I am too, baby. I mean, same. Okay. When I when I saw that child, I said, "Hey, baby, don't die." The same rules my grandparents gave me. I said to that baby, "I said, don't die," and then just let him run around the house. I didn't give a shit. I was drinking my wine. Just don't die. Okay. You have health insurance. We can we can fix this. <laughs> um, I actually remind my niece uh, occasionally after June that if she dies, it's okay. Her mom can still claim her on her taxes. She took care of her for the first six months of the year. It's fine. That's huh. not messy, auntie. But that's usually when she's doing something stupid. Like that is that is that is that that's is like solid advice. That it's is chaotic. That is evil, Auntie. That is chaotic, Auntie. You know I what? I know who I am. You know what? They don't need Cinderella's stepmother. They just have you. You. But you know what? I would never let her die purposely. Like, I would never let her drown. But I will pull her ass out into the beach with me and be like, it's not that deep. Like, I will do it. But I wouldn't let her die. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean honestly, I, it's not that I wouldn't let you die. I mean, I don't want you to die on my watch. Let's put it right. that way. Let die with that your way. mother. Don't die with me. Die with your mother. I love you, but it's gonna be easier for me to get over you than it is for her. So like, Oh no, I disagree. Have, I disagree. Let her, have, let her have her moment with you. I'm a I'm gonna be like Whatever, like I'm gonna cry for a couple of days and then be gone. She's gonna be crying for a few years. You know, we different. We different. Unfortunately, that little ugly gremlin child in my living room has essentially saved my life. So I would, I would probably be worse. Gremlin. Well, she's a gremlin today. Tomorrow, she's the love of my life. But today, she's a gremlin. Today, she's the bane of your existence. She is. I had dragon fruit earlier, and she desperately wanted a piece. And I'm just like, girl. I, I don't think I've ever told y'all. Like, I have a commitment to humbling this child by any means necessary. And it's been my commitment since birth because 
she's amazing. She's the light of my life, but I'll never let her know that because you can't let them see you slipping. Um, you so can. when she was born, people asked me what her name was, and I said Alicia because there's a scene in um, there's a Wayne's Brothers movie that's like the the rom com like spoof of like dance flick. It's called dance flick, and the girl says. Um, I don't ha- these are my friends, Aglisha and Cloidia. I don't hang out with two bitches. I gotta feel better about myself. So <laughs> I've been calling her Aglisha since she's been born, and I had people believing her name was Aglisha. We're calling the people you. So to this day, I still call her Aglisha. Oh, actually, so she's she's developed. Ladies and uh, gentlemen who are listening, I am dumbfounded. So she has she has the new nickname, and I just started calling her this in January, and it's usually followed by something negative. So she knows when she hears it, it's going to be like something. So she has this thing with the broom. She won't sweep, but she always has the broom. So I'm like Harry Potter, what are you doing? Like. Or like if I see the broom on the floor, Harry Potter, pick up the broom because I know you had it. Like, but that's what I had. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy is my my best friend in high school. His his mom used to call him "Damn it, Dylan" every day. That's hilarious. If there was not, a, if like if there was if there was a damn it, Dylan. If there, if there was a sink, if there was like something in the sink, if there was like a fork in the sink, she came in from work, she'd be like, damn it, Dylan, all these dishes in my sink. And you hear him, you hear him in his white boy voice. Mom, it's one fork. Clean it up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad to know that through racial barriers, something never changed. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> something that's just universal. <laughs> just, 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 just better cross. Of the fork in the sink will throw off any mother, any mother walking into the house, and you're just like, okay, I just want to know. Mm-hmm. Did you guys like not learn from your past experiences? Like, did you like say to your mom, mom, but it's one fork in the sink, or did you just autopilot? Like, I just need to know because why are you doing it to your to your children? But. <laughs> I think I'm like the complete opposite now because like there's dishes in my sink right now and because and, I was like very also, I was very much Cinderella when I was younger so like mm. now if I leave like a fork or spoon in the sink I don't like make a big deal about it or a cup but like if it's excessive I'm like y'all we got a dishwasher why is there dishes in the sink like I I I I'll be honest I do not know how to use a dishwasher I've been washing dishes by hand my entire life. Mm-hmm. I love that. So and actually dishwashers save water. They actually save water. But you say that. You say it's easy. And I believe that they save water. But here's the problem. I just told you earlier, I dance like an uncle and I'm not even 30 yet. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) My deepest apology. (laughs) But let me let me just say this because um I know that my Harry Potter um, Alicia reference is going to ruffle a couple of feathers. But let me just say this to just show y'all the dynamic that Cheyenne has grown up in. Her own mother gave her a nickname like four years ago. Do you want to know what it is? It's Cryanne. 
Why is oh. her name Cryan? <laughs> crying one day. And she was like, Why are you crying, Cryan? And now we're still calling her Cryan. And I can hear it in like a queen. Oh, the I, I can hear it in a queen's accent. And that's what's even. Oh, wait, no, 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 baby. No, 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 baby. Wait, see. Then, you should have been a disown earlier, but like, I'm about to just log off the Zoom call. Baby, I am not from Kings. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not. I am not the way in the camera. I am not from this god awful place of 99 blocks for one number. I am from the sky to a guy. When I have my first child, I am going back to Brooklyn because ain't no goddamn way I'm having it in Queens. No, here's the thing. I am but committed you know, to my borough. No, no. But here's the thing. I want to tell you this, and you may hate me for it, but you may not. I know you from the Oh, side. it sounds like you're definitely going to hate them for I'm it. I'm definitely going to hate them. But you're but listening, baby. Go ahead. But when you be showing booty, when you and your sister be showing booty, mm-hmm. you don't give thigh banty with the booty. Uh-oh. You give Queens Vanjie with the booty. In my defense, right? So in my defense. So so when you so you have to defend it, so you know it's in true. In my defense, I grew up in in like middle class brownstone. Um, we weren't allowed to hang out with the neighborhood children because like my mama wanted us at church. So I gave Brooklyn Brooklyn Pentecostal. Like I remember one time, one time somebody said to me, um, they didn't know I was from Brooklyn because I pronounced all my R's. And I was like, bitch, what? Like, is it the R's? So like I will never right, I will never claim Queens ever. I, I don't like look, I have no? I, just said, I just said the other day, I just said if you know how to get around the streets of Queens without using a GPS, you're the devil. Because maybe I don't. I don't know. I've been working in the same office for five years. Okay? I can tell you exactly what train stop my office is at. And that is the best thing I can tell you about it. Because it's ridiculous. No, you're at 63rd and 99th, and then you cross over and you're at 63rd and 100, and then you cross over again and you're at 63rd and 99th again. And it's like 99th Road. I understand the how ha- I understand how they ad- do the addresses though. I finally understood it. Mm-hmm. The number is the number of the cross street, right. the dash, and then it's the number of the house. Right. And people didn't get that. But then because it makes sense because of how long the fucking Queen's Road goes, them numbers would be so high up. So, Keisha, let me give you an example. I live... Thank you. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> not a New Yorker, no clue what's happening. Okay, so I live next to a street called Bedell Avenue, right? I also live 20 minutes away from my job. 20, 20 minutes away from my house is my job. Around the corner from my house is Bedell Avenue. Mm. But the... Bedell cuts off like two blocks away from my house, but it doesn't cut off two blocks away from my job. But it's all Bedell Avenue. You don't get it? Let's give you another example. My job is on 147th Avenue, Uh and then around the corner from my job 
it's 147th Road. And then behind my job, it's 147th Lane. But they don't intersect. Okay. Okay. Queens makes literally no sense. It's ridiculous. Whoever did the schematics for it is absolutely insane. Because oh, and then the- you have like, you have um, like, m- like, okay, my job is 147, 18, 147th Road, right? But then you have, <laughs> so it's 147, 18, 147th Road, right? Uh, Laurelton, New York. That's not my job address, by the way. But then you have a 147 uh, 18th, 147th Road in Astoria. But if you put just Queens, New York, it's going to go to Astoria when it's supposed to go to Laurelton. Right. Like, it's it's very detailed and specific. And it's, it's so very, annoying. It's very much like we all know that we all heard about the secret magical way that they did Manhattan it's fucking Narnia. not Narnia bitch it's Narnia like it's I not, made no, the wrong really turn is. and ended up in Chicago before like <laughs> from your house like, yes like, like, oh, wait, like hold on hold on Finn. I'm sorry for cutting you off I'll give you a better example I once was going to a restaurant 11 minutes away from my house this is when I used to live in my old apartment it was literally down the block, make the right, go up, make a left, and you're there. My GPS took me to the airport <laughs> because it thought that the location was in the fucking airport because of the address. Yep. Oh, okay, so dude, I have a, so like sometimes I have to send out mail for work, right? And there's this there's one location that is in Woodside. Right, and I fucking hate sending any mail to Woodside. If you send mail to Woodside, it's gonna ask you one of three places. Okay, it's gonna ask you flushing for some fucking reason. Every time you send mail to Queens, it's always asking you flushing. It does not matter mm-hmm. where. Okay, that street don't even go to flushing. Yes, it do, nigga. You don't. You just don't see it. Yeah. You, you just don't. If, see it, it. if it doesn't go to flushing, it goes to Jamaica. Like it. What that's that's it. Those are your only two places you get. And you're like, um, no, it's Flushing, <laughs> Jamaica, or you just put in Queens <laughs> and then put in the zip code. Like that's the only place I believe that they actually use the zip code for it. Because like, no, not even a zip code. You know, there's a zip code, and then there's like dash, and then the other zip code. Yeah, like, yeah. the other zip code. Yeah. Damn. Because Queens is so fucked up. Okay, we just place and fuck your address, and we're gonna do what we want. <laughs> Okay, sorry, we did not come here to talk about Queens and their address shit. It's your fault. Fucking... It's because you accused me of being from Queens. I didn't accuse you from being from Queens. First of all, let's just get into this shit. Because I've been, I've been, look, I wanted to talk to you about, like, your, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about breakups, right? I wanted to talk to you about your first breakup. Because, you know, me and my ADHD brain, I've been doing two things that are very bad for me. Okay, number one, I've been listening to Degrassi mm-hmm. podcast. And watching Degrassi along with it. Okay, I should not be doing this. Um, it's almost like that. you have no interest in having it at all. Like, I personally hate Craig so much. <laughs> I'm not, we're not doing this again. I won't stand for the Craig Slam. <laughs> for years, 
in my family, when someone was acting crazy, we refer, we refer to it as cragging out. So, oh, wow. cragging out. Yeah, I mean, cragging out. Horrible look, human look, beings. I hate look, it. Because let's be real. First of all, have you, uh, have you ever met a teenage Craig? Okay, I've only met one, and that was not even that was not even their first name. So it was their middle name. So no, I've never met a teenage Craig. I believe Craigs are just fond as adults, and this is what and this is showing me what they have what happened when they're teenagers. But it's like I feel like Craig should be short for Craigery, and they're not telling us that. No, nah, it's not. It's not Craigery. Like you know how Greg is short for Gregory, and it's yeah, like that makes sense. That makes Craig sense. For? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Like Craig needs to stay. Maybe it should be short for Carrington. Maybe Carrington is Craig. Oh, like I feel like William? you're just trying to make me angry right now. What? <laughs> What? This is still Craig Slander, and I feel, I feel assaulted. Well, in my okay. Ears. The other thing is, and thank you for Craig being in my life. He's also in like a bunch of rom coms. Like, really? Like, he was in like Hallmark and Lifetime esque, like one of them, one of those networks, like rom com. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, know he did any work after Degrassi. Good for him. Oh, he, oh, he's he's like over there acting. You know who I really want to see him act with. Um, did you ever watch The Magicians? He's also in um Umbrella Academy this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever did you ever see um The Magicians or I started The Magicians, but it okay. got on my nerves and I had to stop somewhere in season two. Okay, there's this guy in there. His name is Adam DeMarco. He's a really good actor. He looks so much like um Jake Epstein, who plays Craig. And like mm-hmm. I would love to see them playing like brothers, like magical fucking brothers and some magical shit. But like ordinary dudes who like also play guitars. I'm imagining a lot right now. I'm also very high. This is good weed. Um his little girlfriend got on my nerves. And the um oh, and his best friend got on my nerves. What in the magician? Mm-hmm. Mm. There we go. That's why. Okay. But, okay, so I've been watching a lot of rom-coms, though. And, like, they've been making me, rem- like, they've, like, a few of them have reminded me of, like, um, my first breakup. And, like, I wanted to hear other people's first breakup stories. Because that way I can feel like, did we all, excuse me. I want to oh, see... I just want to see where we all were with our first breakup, right? Like, maybe mine was, like, someone else's, or maybe not. Like, maybe we all have a different story. I want to see if there were similarities. And, like, so I just want to hear, I just want to, I have a very solid structure for us, okay, buddy boys? Okay, you got me. <laughs> okay, buddy Structure, boys? what's that? All right. I'm, it's a I'm, building. Structure the building. <laughs> <laughs> the only structure okay. I acknowledge. I want to hear. I just want your. I just want you to say. Um, if you're gonna call them out by name, just say their initial. But just tell us how long you were together, why you broke up, and your top uh, go-to song after the breakup. Okay. Now, <laughs> uh, um. Anyway. <laughs> If, if you give me details, <laughs> hold, on, hold on, because I know who I know who we are as people. I know who we are as people. I'm giving us each no more than 
four minutes and let let me let me randomize it. Stop. Four minutes and thirty five seconds for each person to tell. Okay. Mm. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll try my best. Go first. Who wants to go first? Which one? Definitely not me. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like I don't, I don't think I have anything to share. Like I, I feel like um, in my history of like dating, right? I feel like, with the exception of like two people, um, most of my breakups have been like. Well, in my 20s, my breakups were very much like, oh, I changed my phone number. Like, ain't even a breakup. Like, I just changed my phone number. You'll mm. never find me anyway. You don't, like, you don't know enough of my information to know how to find me with the exception of, like, two people that, like, do not work. Right. Um, so, here for Baby, call me that ghost nigga from, from Mario Kart, because my ass was just disappearing. Like, it was, it was really easy, and it was just like, <laughs> Oh my god. A lot oh of my twenties. Oh my god. A lot you of my twenties in dating. Listen, right? a lot of a lot of my twenties in dating wasn't about me forming connections with people. It was more so about me like trying to figure my shit out. Um and it's so funny because what about do level? Damn. One of my like as y'all know, like I have an ex that's my best friend. Like um, we've been through his marriage together, him having kids, him trying to figure out his life, him being all around fuckboy, and me being like, I gotta pull you back down to earth and tell you fucking up. And like, but I love him. No, it's not one of the, see, you know what's so funny? It's not one of those type of things. Like, oh, it was just me. Got it. Okay. No, no, no. Like, so, like, um, our relationship is just very different and it's so funny because he often tells people like you know my my best friend the person I that knows me better than anybody in this whole world is my ex and like you can be really good friends with your ex and nothing nothing crazy and um when we broke up I just changed my number like it was no animosity it was nothing crazy like I just literally just like changed my number and was like that's that on that I'm good on that because I felt like (laughs) (laughs) I felt like um he was becoming too invested and I felt Mm. we were friends we were friends for a minute before then I felt like he was becoming too invested and I felt like that wasn't something that I wanted at that time um we had already tried dating twice and in those two instances I just changed my number and um (laughs) and um we didn't speak for like a year and then when we did start back talking he like hit me up on messenger um on aim this back this this is how long ago this was it was like 2008 he hit me up on aim and like we started talking again and then he was telling me how he got married and i wrote through the whole marriage for him as his friend like that's calling me um the whole marriage the demise of the marriage him getting a new a new relationship him having a baby like two kids actually he has a 13 year old and he has a um a almost four year old my godson and like we've been this way your godson yeah girl i'm messy i <laughs> my sister always say you messy as hell but like hold on i just um finn i would like the record to reflect that you and marlena said i was a fuck boy and i oh, no. don't Separate know but that wait a minute. Let, let me let me be extremely clear. Hold on, no. Let me let me let me stop both of you. 
as your host and moderator, let me stop yes, and go. Sephora yes, is a fuckboy, but Sephora is not a light-skinned fuckboy. I own it. I own it. Oh, I've, I don't think I'm a light-skinned fuckboy, though. I could never. Okay, so let me finish. Because there's there's fuckboyness to a lot of the shit that I used to do. Um, oh, no, you're running out of time. I, I want to be clear. I want to be clear to anybody that's going to be try to be like me and do some shit like this. Um, you have to be 100% transparent and honest. And in all situations where he, even in his marriage, like I was like, you need to tell your wife, like when we were 18, 19, 20, like we had a relationship. And I've always been upfront with that because I know it's a it's a weird space to be in. Like, why are you still friends with your ex? Even friends to this magnitude. So I've always been very upfront and honest about that. Um, but like, yeah, we've seen each other through the trenches. Like, he's seen me through breakups. He's seen me through relationships. Um, he's seen me through my mental health. And um, when I say that's my ride or die, like, we always say, like, um, when we're, like, 80, because he's a couple of months older than me. So when we're both 80 in the nursing home, we're going to be in there turning that shit up because, like, that's my road to life. Um, but as far as the relationship yeah. is concerned, I'm stopping, yeah. I'm stopping you there. <laughs> I'm stopping you there. It sounds like a no because we are going over on time. So I'm gonna go to okay. tell you. So, but but I do think that that that's like a really cute little breakup. Like, yeah. Because, because like as someone who does lesbianic shit, when I break up with my exes, I'm still friends with a bunch of them. So right. um, I get it. Lesbians are so toxic sometimes, specifically yeah. studs. Listen. We gotta. It depends on who you're dealing with because everybody a little different. Right now, Keisha. Mm-mm. I'm. I'm gonna give you. <laughs> I want. I want time frame. I want reason a breakup. I want um soundtracks. Okay. I want rom com sequence of why of, of this whole breakup. You know what you're supposed to give. This is Supper don't understand how to do this. But I don't have that's the thing, like I don't have anything like my most recent like breakup, but I feel like I'm not giving that energy. Like, like you just change very, your number. You just change your no, number. No, I left I like no older healed me. Like my number is still the same. But you're blocked. So, okay, you know what, Keisha, you ready? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get that. We'll get to that. Welcome we'll recording, but mm-hmm. Keisha, I'm listening to your your brain. All right, and go. <laughs> I just I'm gonna preface this by I accept the fact that I'm a fuckboy. Okay. Um. So senior year, um, I dated <laughs> I dated this guy, and it's not that I dated. Um, I'm hold on. If he ever hears this, um, no last names. Can I give his first name? Because I don't remember the last name. If he ever hears this, Davion, I'm sorry. Um, like, that's real shit. I was an asshole. But I dated him not because I, like, liked him for real, for real. I just needed somebody to pay for my shit so I could go to prom. I No, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <I'm> hustle. <laughs> and, you know, I so I did. And so, like... I wholly um, was 
off my face in love with one of my close friends. It was bad. That was toxic. Like anybody involved with either one of us, um, and he's now married and we don't speak, um, when with good reason. Anybody who feel like he had a boyfriend, I mean, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, I did not care. If I had a boyfriend, he did not care. Like wild, crazy shit was happening. A girl he dated um, actually showed up at his house while we were in his bedroom making out. That's. So, like, I'm fully in love with him, but I have a whole other boyfriend on, like, a whole actual boyfriend. But it was like my boyfriend was, like, my side dude in a way. But anyways, um, so I, life was in shambles. I, huh? Keep going. Oh, Lord. I, <laughs> her boyfriend was her side. Her side. I, 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 okay, I heard that. Correctly. I love it. I mean, because like I was focused on like my friend who I'm over here like making out with and breaking curfew for, and then kind of sometimes spending time with my boyfriend. Um, and I was completely not shit because I actually had at one point his pager. This is how old I am. I had his pager and then the pager my mom, my parents had bought me for graduation. Um, but anyway, so like graduate i graduate high school and i don't spend like my graduation day with like my boyfriend who says he loves me i'm all over the city with like friends and doing toxic girl shit so i decide you know what i ain't shit i'm gonna break up with him because he's talking like marriage and I'm like, bro, I literally just graduated high school. The fuck are you talking about? The South is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> show. That was a knowing laugh. That was a knowing laugh. <laughs> it is, bro. We are we, weird. We toxic. saw some shit. We saw some shit. Like not for nothing, not for nothing. I love, I love my friends. Okay. But I have multiple friends who were couples that got married right after graduation. Like, I wore my outfit Mm-mm. from graduation to their wedding because it was the same week. I just had to go get That's disgusting. Life. That's disgusting. Like, it's, you know, and I was like, you know, oh, I, I literally just graduated high school and you're talking about getting married. But also, like, I I can't give you what you need. Mm-hmm. And when we when I broke up with him, he was like, is it because of so and so? And I was like, no, we're just friends. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I also was a fucking liar. Um <laughs> and it just he wasn't accepting that the relationship was over and, and all of my toxicity. I decided, since you're not getting the point, like, he would drive by my parents' house and all kinds of weird shit, and I was like, dude, it's fucking over. And he wasn't getting the hint. So, the night of my senior prom, I had met, um, like, his favorite cousin. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was clearly dating the wrong cousin because the cousin was cuter. And so when I broke up with him and he would not like stop coming by the house and doing other weird shit, I decided I ain't shit. So I called up the cousin. It was like, yo, I'm 
Thank you know what? I'm Lucy. stopping. I'm stopping. My I'm whole stopping. head turned like that's the thing. You know what? You know what? No, no, because I can't. I can't. Now I done did that. some messy shit. Put no. the clothing. Uh, I'm not. Something. I'm not done. I'm. Uh, you're done. You're done. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it, it gets I, worse. I, I got to see this through. I got to see this through, my oh, boy. God. Oh my God. Go ahead. Oh my God. I would just so like I called the cousin FBI. and I was like, yo. No, I would just like to say if the FBI uh-huh. or, a, or the Secret Service or even a, a, a private eye, a dick, if you will, is listening to this, I'm not involved or culpable for anything that this toxic girl must have done in her <laughs> 20s, okay? Or her late teens, whatever. Because I, me, yo, was a child. I was a child at that time. I was under somebody's <laughs> <That's> roof. Just, <laughs> somebody was claiming me on their taxes. I would, I would also like to add that I am sitting like the Regina King meme. I terrifying. Continue. Okay. So I call the cousin and I'm like, yo, a girl is footloose and fancy free. What's good? We should hang out sometime. And so we hung out a couple of times. And one of the times that we, we didn't even really do anything major, we held, held hands, kissed a little bit. But one of the times that he came over, like as I'm walking him out to his car, talking to him, give him a kiss, and his cousin, my ex, drives past my house. And I was like, oh, well, and I'm a complete asshole. I'm not apologetic. I'm not, oh, I'm so sorry. It's, I told you to keep your weird ass the fuck away from my house. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. And felt like mission accomplished and never talked to his cousin again after that. You know, I'm glad that I did all my messy shit before my frontal cortex fully developed. Like, like, as I think about it, like... Blame, blame, listen, blame all of the crazy shit I did. Then it's like blame all the the crazy shit I did on my uh my immaturity. Let me show you my CT scans to prove it. Right, um, right. and then and yeah, I had to yeah, it's not my fault. Like because like dead ass. Like let's be real, okay? I told you I didn't want you. You told me you wanted me. Mm-hmm. I told you I didn't want you. And then you walked in on me, fucking one of your besties or one of your relatives. It's not my fault. I okay. told you to stop coming to my house. I right. told you to leave me alone. Okay? And now like, your fuck-ass feelings is hurt. Right. I told you I wasn't good for you. Okay? Like, I... I Look, I'll be real. I'll be real. I am a firm believer in, like, go ahead, date your friend's exes, whatever. Like, because my I have friends who I know that, like, I've dated them and like they make sense together way better than me with either one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like jealousy is not a thing in my brain. I don't do possessiveness as human beings. Do what you want. But if I know that that's something that's in your head and I can take advantage of that, it's not my fault that you gave yeah. me the proper cards. Right. 
You know what I mean? So, you gave me, you dealt me. We were supposed to play the hand we were dealt in life. You dealt me the right card. And that is not my fault. That is not uh, my fault. I will now, say the the fast follow-up to that is I was in my late teens when that occurred and we dated him briefly in my 20s. To I mean, which we went. I, I Wait, the one that you wait, okay, hold on. You dated the one you broke up with with a cousin? Yes. Yes. No, I dated the one I broke up with again in my 20s. And he got super clingy and I was like, yo, I don't know what I want. I just don't need some space. And he got mad and left my apartment and then like two days later I got a bye Keisha text message. That's mad. <laughs> so it was like for no reason, bro. bro. But let me okay, so I'll say this because again I guess I'm the only one here who had a proper first breakup. Which is very concerning. Um, well, I mean, that was for sure my first like adult-ish breakup because I don't count my first breakup because I was like 14. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's the one I wanted. Because uh, that breakup was... Oh, okay. Um, that breakup was harsh. You what, you think I wanted your just only adult shit? Ma'am, listen. Adult us, child... Uh, when you look at your origin story, mm -hmm. when you look at your origin story, your origin story doesn't just start from when you graduate and be, or you know, <laughs> from when I first origin. started to be a villain. Right, you started your you started on your road to villainy when you were born. Now this for me is accurate. <laughs> so okay, can I just say one thing? Um, so you can leave this in if you want to. I didn't know we were talking about that far back, but like m that breakup, I don't consider it a breakup. Remember that story I told you about when I came to your party about me walking in on something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would consider it by by what you're saying, I would consider that a breakup. But it wasn't to me. It wasn't a breakup because it was like I mean, really it was, in a sense, right. So like, okay. So okay, I still stand on my my story that I told. And Keisha, where would your like? What did your little fourteen year old heart do? Um. So, so bad. I broke up with my boyfriend because this is so ghetto. His he lived in a group home, and his brother from the group home was going out with my best friend, and she had some mental health problems, and. I like check was checked into a facility problems and his brother made fun of that. And I did not um, handle that well because, you know, my friend was going to unalive themselves. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't like this super dramatic thing. It was more, we got into an argument and I stopped holding his hand and he was, and I started to walk away. And he was, well, if you walk away from me, we're done. And I was like, bye, bitch, and walked away. Um, because you walked, huh? Because you walked. Well, because, because I you... quit holding his hand. We were having an argument, and and I was just like, mm, y'all are being really shitty. Like, I get that you're mad because I knew where she was, but I was not 
allowed remind to Remind me to come back to that hand-holding thing, okay? Okay. And it just, so it wasn't like this grand old whatever. It was more, you know, it was a fizzle as opposed to like a bang, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like, you can give a fuck, you know. I'm not going to tell you where my friend is because it's not my place. But also, if me telling you making fun of her is not the look and you do it anyways, what the fuck do you think I give a fuck about being with you? That's my best friend. Right. right. No, so it didn't really, it, didn't, it wasn't like any like major thing. And it wasn't like a whole real relationship. We held hands and made out at school. But the soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack to that little season of life was Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Yes! Had that whole CD yeah. that I had procured illegally on repeat. Yeah. And specifically the hidden track that was a cover. When you listen to the last song and you played all through the silence, um, I would in my sad little 14, 15 year old bedroom cry as she acapella sang, Would you forgive me, love? Um, forgive me, love, um, while I cry in your shower. So, forgive me, love, for the salt in your bed. Forgive me, love, if I cry all afternoon. And I felt every word of those lyrics. Oh my god. Oh, oh god. I felt mad emotional. I, I was so dramatic. So I was so emotional. No, um, okay, so my 14-year-old, my my 14-year-old self, right? Um, my first boyfriend. <laughs> it was this is how this is how emotionally like invested everybody was in this world. My grandparents were really close drinking buddies with his parents. And they would go out and hang out together every week at the bar. His ex-girlfriend's sister worked at the, at the uh, store that me and my friend pretty much Jay and Silent Bobbed our way through high school at. <laughs> I'm here for it already. So there was a lot of intermingling happening here, right? So him, so it was we were fourteen years old. It was the end of the school year picnic. We're outside, all sitting on the hill, and I was like, "Hey, you want to do something this weekend?" And he was like, "Nah." And I was like, "Why not?" He was like. I don't think we should be together. And I was like, why? You it's, like, very much, it's very much giving me after school special of the first time you tried drugs. I am done. I really it. wish, I really wish that were drugs were involved. They would have made more sense. Um, and then he was like, you're too clingy. Am I? And I was like, we talk once a week on the phone and you call me. And then he was like, I found another boy. And I was like, oh, cool. Bye. And then went up to the top of the hill with my girlfriend and then listened to Kelly Clarkson. 
<laughs> Which song? Because I'm here for it. It's behind, the tays, behind the Taser Lies. Of course. Okay, you know what? All right. Okay. Um, break away. I, I really uh, I love Breakaway. <laughs> okay. Grew up in a small town. Because of you. Okay, I can see that. I do okay. love it because of you. You know what? Kelly Clarkson had gotten me through so many breakups. I'm not going to lie. Kelly Clark- Clarkson was Clarkson. Wow. Kelly Clarkson was the breakup anthem queen until she, yes. he cheese cut came out. And say Carrie Underwood gave us that smash banger. See, but here's the thing. Listen. Carrie, I listen to Carrie and Miranda when I'm in a violent mood, right? And what I do, mm-hmm. and what I, I, you know what I do? I do angry yoga. I listen to Carrie, Miranda, you know, some Beyonce. And I, when I'm imagining smashing your headlights, I'm just doing some angry yoga. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But but reality is though that that Kelly, she gives you that pop anthem of like, I can handle this, I can do this bad, and I can I can get over you. I don't need to, mm-hmm. I don't need to get, you know, be with you. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. And that's where we're trying to, you know, that's where that's where you want to give it that little June say quiet. Okay. So she quiet her way through that shit. I mean, she gives you like she gives you the energy to fight another day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, although I also did the Instant Star soundtrack, but that sounds very bad because no one remembers exactly. Instant Star. I feel like that was a Nickelodeon thing. It was not Nickelodeon. It was DN number one. Oh, okay. excuse me. I forgot when Canada came through with Navi. No, no, no. That's how we used to watch. Okay. Noggin Jr. Okay. Because originally it was Noggin, and then they changed it to the end when they put uh, Degrassi. And it was a show called Queen Bees that was on there, too. Okay. So so you say you remember Queen Bees. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. So you remember um, the. Do you remember the theme song? No. But I remember the show. And I remember one of the. uh, I think it was season three winner. Uh, uh, top model was like the host or something. Yeah, the the um Native American, like she's half Native American, but she just looked mostly white. That girl, she was like the host. And then it would to make it worse, it came on after Boyd versus Girls, mm-hmm. which was a very confused. This show was preparing. Young teenage audiences for the for reality TV of the future, right? Okay, this show was giving us this is what trash television is supposed to be, and this is what it's gonna grow into. The world ain't ready to hear that yet, but this is where it starts with you, seventeen. They right, they basically modeled it after the formula that MTV was doing with the Road Rule Challenge and then yes. Real World because it was coming on the same exact way. Yeah, and like. Uh, Queen Bees, if no one's ever saw it, it was about these um, eight girls that were picked to live in, in this house for, I think, like, two months. And they basically wanted to, like, give them some type of therapy, but they were, like, mean girls. Like, there was one girl on... It show was Charm School. It was Charm School. Right. It was a Spanish girl that was on there. She was, like, 17. She lied and told her boyfriend she was pregnant. 
because oh. he was gonna break up with her so she lied and told him that she was pregnant and like he spoils her the whole time he thought she was pregnant and then like he said to her oh you're like five months my mom said you should be showing and we should be going soon to see the sex of the baby and then right before her appointment she's like oh i have to go to the hospital she went to the hospital and she was like oh they said there's no heartbeat the baby died and like <gasps> yeah this is lying. yeah and um, at the end of the show, they were like, are you going to tell him the truth? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to tell him the truth. I hope he doesn't, like, leave me. And she told him the truth, and he left her. Rightfully so, bitch. Like, rightfully so. so like, like, you should have expected that, baby. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you can be lying really, about you like that. It was really, like, the show was really, like, it was, I mean, in but a way. This is, the but... same, this is the same network that also, no one ever talks about it. A mile in your shoes. Was that when they were like taking like affluent children to like the hood and making <laughs> yeah. them do like weird shit? Like okay. it was very weird. Okay, this show, this show is really weird. It was like a mile in your shoes or in your shoes or something like that. And it would take one kid mm. from one neighborhood from one part of the world, another kid from another part, and then they would switch them for like a day or two. And like one yeah. kid would be going to a school with like um metal detectors and like you know having to wear clear backpacks and the other kid is like having to experience what it's like to just be in a normal school where they don't have metal detectors mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you know random stabbings on a Tuesday. Like yeah it was very confusing like it was very eye-opening but very confusing and toxic. Like <laughs> right because the part that killed me was like they would take someone from like the worst conditions like yeah. eating safety pins for dinner the worst conditions and then they would safety pins for fucking dinner and then they would right. switch them with someone that's like not living like a very privileged life but living a life of comfort and then the person that like when they switch the person of comfort is like i'll never like you know i'll never look at this the same way again and it's like why is this feeling like a, a scared straight situation as opposed to like saying i understand where you're coming from like and again i'm pretty sure somebody white was whiteness yeah i'm pretty sure somebody white was behind this because it was never like it was They're never just like, like me. They just live different. Right. It was never one of those situations. Like, uh, like kind of sort of like the premise of um, wife swap. Like the premise of wife swap. Wife swap is to say like this person lives and acts and raises their children just like me. Their mom just like me. We just have different you know practices as a mom. Whereas that show was just like, do you want to live in the hood? But you know you guys gotta remember this was also the same network that also gave us and I don't know many people who remember this. Miracle Boys. Okay. Do you remember the book okay. Miracle Boys? Is it wasn't it like the the brother like the older like the parents died and the older brother took the boys? <clears throat> Yeah, so the parent died, and the oldest brother, played by guess who? Pooh Troll, raised right. his two right, right, right. younger brothers in an apartment on the um up in the Heights. Right, 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 right. And he was just trying to make it as a struggling, a struggling single parent, and his his brother, like the the second oldest, 
didn't look at him as like a supportive parent figure. They didn't listen to him. And then right. the younger brother was just like, I just want us all to be happy and stay together. Like it was very struggle. And it was very struggle. I, it would very and I feel much. like these people were all white, weren't they? It Listen, had to be. It had to be like white people behind it because, because it, like, was, it was promoted so hard on the end. It was promoted mm-hmm. so hard on the end that once it happened, you never heard about it again. It got shut down. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Like, I feel like certain things you know that like white producers are behind, and then certain things you know like. It was a collective of white people and people of color because in reality, Miracle Boys could have done could have done the same numbers as Party of Five. Nice. But the reality of it is marketing for one and for two, you know, why are you Party of Five was like we already know what black struggle is. Why are you giving us, us that? But a group of white kids that are trying to stay together, of course that's marketable. You're rooting for them to win. Like <clears throat> It's all very like. I mean, these were like wild times, and these were also, you know, the end could have been so much better. Well, wait a second. Do you guys remember that there was a Party of Five reboot? Okay, yes, yeah. I didn't watch it, but yes. <clears throat> and the reason why I didn't do the numbers that it was supposed to do is because it was more uh, true to life because. It was a Mexican family and the parents were deported. And the oldest, I think, sister and brother, just like party of five, were uh, they had to step in and take care of the younger siblings. And like people were like, Oh, this would never happen. Bitch, they deporting people's parents right now. What do you mean this would never happen? Right now. No, what's fucked up is that. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Like, no, what's fucked up is that. When it comes to when you just said the way that it's showing the racial diversity. Now, mm-hmm. you know me, I'm a nerd, I'm I'm gay as fuck, and I'm weird as fuck, and like I I've immersed myself in so many different cultures. Have you you know when you watch Miss Marvel on Disney, right? I didn't watch it yet. Okay. I need so, to. So many of so many audience or so many people were talking about they wouldn't watch it because it's the story of a of a uh of of a of a person of color being mm-hmm. the superhero and a female right. as well, and like people are like, well, we expect that white people watch less if it's the white people like the numbers that come from white audiences are less when they know that the protagonist, the protagonist, not antagonist, but the person who's supposed to be seen as like the hero or the great main character is a person of color. Because right. they don't they don't relate to our story. So then when they right. when we know that you generally don't relate to our story because you don't relate to our history in which we have with the place, then you start to see that whenever you get a chance to produce our culture to let us know that you're in touch with us, you write something so bad that it fumbled the bag. Right. And then you start to say, well, it's not our fault. It's just that you people didn't want to connect with us when we were trying to tell you about your stories, even though we didn't listen to you when it comes to you knowing who you are. I'm sorry, I'm high, and I'm on a soapbox. But the thing is, to piggyback off what you're saying, the way around that and the thing that Marvel is doing to get around that is not only making it a person of color, but also making it a woman. So, like... 
the the but isn't it canon it for the character? Right. So there was this whole like debate, right, on why um, Marvel is starting to release the movies the way that they're releasing it. So we didn't necessarily need Captain Marvel because it didn't play into um, the Endgame universe. So we didn't need Miss Marvel. I mean, Captain Marvel at the time. Is she an intricate part of saving the universe from Thanos? Not really. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think she was in in games for like all of two seconds. For two seconds, right. She wasn't even in there that long. We did not need that story to help build the bigger story. So why did we get it? Oh, we got it because for one, she's female. For two, she's white. That'll bring more people to see the movie. It'll be basically what Black Panther did for Black folk for white women. Uh We got Captain Marvel at the height of you know, take the pussy back, the take the pussy back movement. So, of course, we're going to get women in droves having these think pieces about how this is so awesome and it's the first Marvel movie that they saw. But in reality, we did not need that movie. It did nothing for the universe. So, now we're having more um, movies with a tar- from Marvel where the targeted audience is either white or woman. So if we make the character a woman or a girl and we make her brown, we'll get the black demographic, we'll get the woman demographic, we'll get the, the um, brown demographic, which demographic is going to be higher collectively, probably the woman demographic. So let's push that card forward. But I think I haven't seen it yet because I don't, I don't like watching something I have to watch every single week. Like I just like to binge watch it one. Oh, it's one done now. You, you can binge it now. It's over. Okay. Yeah, you can binge it so now. I can just I can just binge it. But um, yeah, like. And it's really good. It because it also really teaches you about it lets you it gives an eye into what happened during partition. So it's, okay. um, so it's like it's really interesting to give you like history lessons. And you know me, I'm I'm one of the people who are like learned about history and like learn about like weird magical shit. So it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's like that thing of yes, like we always know that the numbers are gonna go down when it, you start to try to reach a target audience, which mm-hmm. is the key the key thing is like first of all, if anybody wants to make more money, you're gonna to try to reach more people. Right. I mean, JT York, my homie from Degrassi, from Degrassi High, Degrassi Community School, he taught her. what it was like to have to, um, to have to reach out and reach, and reach out to attract a target audience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you got to say, yo, what's up, dog? You want, some, you want some hot chili fried, my dog? Yeah, dog, you want some hot super fly? That's I right. would just like super to say fly. that Finn's eyes are barely open. I wasn't going to say, I'm, uh, thankfully, I'm not looking. <laughs> barely open. We're going to have to get you here when we do one of our weed dinners. But, like, that is, that is, that is, I'm, I'm on a weed mender now, but that is the way we have to, like, reach out to different demographics. You have to do it in the JT York way, dog. You know, mm-hmm. so it takes effort. It takes time. Don't do that. <laughs> um, um. So okay. 
I'm going to have to ask you people. I'm now going to have to ask you people. Actually, you I have I have one. People. I have two questions for you people. And yes, I mean you people in an offensive manner, bitch. Uh, you people, um, you thugs, um, you uh, you Negro, um, you don't trust them new Negroes over there. Listen, um, you can't trust everybody. Because <laughs> not all skin folk is kin folk. I know that's right. Okay, sis. Look, let's tell. Let's be real. Because I don't know who that sis is. I don't know who that bubba is. That ain't my bubba. That's somebody bubba, but it ain't my bubba. <laughs> Do we need to send you a lifeline out of the weed hole? Right. Listen. Okay. Need the flashlight, baby. The other day, I went and got. I went and got um a lollipop edible. It's ten dollars a pop, and that ten dollars is worth it because I started the edible on the west side. And you walked home. Mm-hmm. And you walked home. By the time I finished the lollipop, I was at the at the 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 what do you call it bridge? The Williamsburg Bridge. The Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Yes. Was that your intention? Hmm. Was that intentional? Like you intended to walk over there? Yeah, Williamsburg Bridge is better to walk over. There. Well, this oh, right, 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 right. Because you, you, you live on that end. No, I live, I live closer to the Brooklyn Bridge. But walking over the Williamsburg Bridge, you end up when you're over the bridge, you end up near more stuff. Okay, right, because you're right smack in the William. Okay, all right. Because when you walk over the Brooklyn Bridge, you got to walk into downtown Brooklyn. Right. But if you go over the Manhattan Bridge, you kind of get near Dumbo, but like I ain't going to Dumbo if I ain't got to go to Dumbo. Well, I'm thinking about it from a space of like you getting home. So get it going downtown would probably make more sense because there's yeah. more like routing for trains. Right. But the Williamsburg Bridge that puts you out of your way. No? Right. I mean, it takes okay. you out of your way, but like, unless you're going near stuff that's near the Williamsburg Bridge, mm-hmm. like, so say if my homie lived like right near the New York, like if my homie lived on Knickerbocker, I bet it's better for me to take the Williamsburg Bridge, like you mm-hmm. know, get one of the city bikes over the Williamsburg Bridge, than to go over the Brooklyn Bridge and then go up. Baby, I don't know nothing about a city bike. <laughs> I ain't never looked at a city bike. I don't know her. Never met her. She take credit cards. She, I have she, bad balance. I, does she? She take credit cards. Wanting to be deride one of those, but I'd be like, mm-mm. I just feel like that's another way for my fat ass to die somehow. But listen, you got to be careful with the city bike because I hate the status. But you know the the uh, crackheads like literally wait until. People like go in the store because you know there's like nowhere to rack the city bike unless there's a city bike rack, and then they steal the city bikes. Oh, honey, I ride it from point A to point B. I don't stop. Okay, because I I I, I've seen a couple of unclaimed city bikes just randomly in the street before, and I'm like, there's no city bike hub over here. So how did it get here? How did it Mm -mm. listen? And the nearest the nearest hub to me is two blocks away. And mm-hmm. so, like, that's close enough for me to, but the one I like going to is four, is three blocks away. So I prefer to go to that one. But you, you live in like, 
without saying too much. Like you live in a city bike area. I don't live in a I don't live in a city bike area. So yeah, there's you know. no reason for me to live, see a city bike over here. Like, okay, I, I, for I, what? Like when you when I'm out there, sometimes I be feeling like I'm in North Carolina. Like y'all got people you just be walking out here like this. Like y'all got sunshine mm-hmm. and trees and 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 oh, y'all be living fancy. Y'all, y'all be living fancy. I sent y'all a video, a picture of the day of prostitute. Ain't nothing it fancy. Not, honey, I mean, it's not, it's not fancy. Listen, rain and shine, yeah. bitches gotta work. Don't be nah, like, she, no, ain't no rain and shine. She better learn the street code. Because <laughs> she lucky. She would have got her ass whooped. If, there are like multiple parts of like New York that people think are like, like there are parts of New York that feel like the suburbs or even like mm-hmm. the south, and then there's other parts that you feel like you're in like a Miami drug deal. It's yeah. like a 1989. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. Okay. Because where my parents live is pretty chill, and they live like six, seven minutes away from me, and it's very chill. It's very like residential. It's very. Like everybody's like pretty much retired over here. There's no problems, you know, there's no crime. And then you walk a block over and it's like, what's going on? Like, what are we Oh, doing? shit. That bad. Yeah. yeah. It's like, there's, there's like, one so it's like being of- in Dallas. Not to be off topic, but there's certain parts of Queens that look like Keisha just for the visuals. You saw The Wire before, right? Yep. Parts of it. Okay, by parts of it, I mean like 10 minutes of the first episode. There are certain parts of Queens that look straight out of the wire. I even refer to this this part of Queens as the wire. And it's, oh, not shit. The part, it's not the part where 50 Cent comes from at all. And, and you like, know what? There's a, there's a part of Brooklyn that's not that's like, that, that, that is like very confusing. Well, very easy to get to if you know what you're doing. Are you someone been to hers? No. Okay. There's this part of Queens. Because Vincent Hurts is very weird. The houses that are out there look exactly like plantation houses in Brooklyn. Oh. Wait. Should we have plantation houses in Brooklyn? I don't feel like we should. So here's the thing. So this is what people don't understand. A lot of what people don't understand. There are parts of Brooklyn that, I can't say this word, but they're very rural in the Mm -hmm. sense of it's like spacious, a lot of land. But the thing is, um, people don't know about it, like Finn said, people don't know about it unless they know. And a part of the reason why people don't know about it is because we never had access to it. Like it was never intended for us to have access to it. Mm-hmm. It was like, as black people, right? It was like the part of Brooklyn that they could comfortably say, it's like Levintown, uh, Long Island. Right. Like we were we were de facto out of that area. So we, we don't know about the area unless someone invites us there. And honestly, if I get invited out there, I don't think I'm going. Like mm. so it's very it's very much like, you know, if I saw uh if I saw a Republican flag, a Trump flag, it mm-hmm. looks it, it it doesn't look out of place. Sounds about because, right. It's it's yeah. one thing. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And then, like you said, like Bensonhurst is not Bensonhurst is not weird. You know what Bensonhurst is? It, mm-hmm. it reminds me very It's a gated much, community. It's a very like it feels like a gated community, but a very gated working class community. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? I can fuck with that. Like, but you know, like 
they are like good old, like, you know, we go to work, we did what we needed to do to get to where we are to have what we have. But like, we don't right. want you to know shit. And but the racism is very thick. Yeah, like, who, who do you think thick. you are it's, coming in here? It's like Howard Beach. Howard Beach. Oh, no, is, Howard Beach is racist. Racist as fuck. I remember when, um, remember when. The dude who got killed? Um, no. With the, no. No. Uh, no. So, then feel free to cut this out. Um, remember when they had that big mob bus? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. 2011, I want to say, they had that big mob bus. I had to go to Howard Beach to have some, some scans done. And I remember the day they had the bus, I was sitting in the doctor's office. And Howard Beach is, like, very Italian. Um, it's very, like, hard R Italian. Mm. And I'm about to sit in the office, and uh, two Italian guys in the office. So and he was like, "Did you hear what happened to so and so?" And I'm just sitting there minding my black ass business. I don't know what y'all talking about anyway. And when they saw me, they said, "We'll wait till something leaves." And at the time, like I couldn't, like it was something they said in Italian. At the time, I didn't know. Like I didn't put two and two together to say, "Oh, they talking about my black ass." Like, oh, they said, "Move on." No, it wasn't that. I would have remembered that. But it was something else. And like, like Howard Beach is so racist. Like, my sister at one point, she was working out of Howard Beach when she was doing her, um, like, when she was uh, a traveling um, farm person or whatever. She was doing her, she was working out of there for like, I think, two, three weeks. And one of the doctors that worked out of that place said to her hey the pizza cross sheet is really good but you have to send someone else to get it and she's like what do you mean she's like oh because i went in there one day and they refused to serve me and the girl was black like they're that kind of racist over there howard beach howard beach italians are not bensonhurst italians Mm -hmm. you know howard beach italians are the italian we don't talk to we know better yeah my grandfather never took me there (laughs) No, he was like, no, they're not. No, no, we don't go there. We don't go there. That's like that's like the the part of like that's like the part of the pride land that we don't claim. Yeah, everything you know? the light touches. What's that over there behind the A train? We don't talk about that over there behind the A train. Like we don't talk about that. Mm-mm. Okay, baby. Actually, matter of fact, I, I mostly have a rule. If I if it takes me more than one bus off of any major MTA train. I'm uh I'm I'm not, I'm not going there, okay. Yeah. If I need more than one bus to get to you, I'm not getting to you. And I think there's only happen. one bus that goes down there. I think the the Q53. I'm. It's fine. an easy way to get. Like I drive through Howard Beach to get to the to the regular beach. It's not that bad of a. And actually, back to I'm saying fine. like certain areas don't look like New York. But if you drive down um, Cross Bay to go to uh, the beach. It looks like you're not in New York. Yeah, it really does. It really does. It looks completely different. But, mm-hmm. like, it's like, but you're also thinking to yourself, I remember when I went to, we went to Manhattan Beach, right? Mm-hmm. And when you know when that thing is like, because man, Manhattan Beach is right near, um, it's right near King Bell Community College. Right. And so when you're out there, that neighborhood looks nothing like New York. Yep. That is a certified different town. 
but you know that it is Brooklyn, and that's what we get. Like, it's like, oh, shit, I like this city. You get something of everything. But again, I'm not coming here because how many buses I got to take to get here? I'm good, love. I'm good. And that's no. the thing. It's like we live in the city, and then you we, have the outskirts of the city. We and the outskirts of the city generous. are in the city. We are the inner city children that you're talking about. Right. We are we are the, the latchkey kids that you read about. We are the riffraff that you don't let your children associate with. We're from the other side of the tracks. Okay. <laughs> oh shit. Not the you, tracks though. You have, you have rubies and diamonds, and I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. Okay. Never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut um, my Teeth or wedding rings. Okay, so all right, we'll talk about this later. But um, yeah, I I, I have something to say about that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That song's just stuck in my head. Good for you. Okay, so I'm good <laughs> because she did. She is your ruler. Take her and measure a box. Um. Anyway, so I need to get... Uh, I have a question for you two now. Why are we canceled? Yeah, why are you people canceled? What did you do this week, last week, since the last time I saw you? Why are you canceled? I I got nothing. I, I just routinely ain't shit. So I really just feel like I've been real consistent and <laughs> will continue to be ain't shit, however that looks. Um... Uh, I, <laughs> I don't gaslight. I don't gaslight. Oh, okay. I will. I want you to gaslight yourself. I don't. I don't. I also. I got. I was accused <sighs> of being a gaslighter, and then when that didn't work, I got accused of being unhinged. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that feels like a compliment." Like, I feel like this was a. A troglodyte, a troglodyte saying such terrible things to you. We'll talk about it later. But um, I was trying to remember why I am canceled this week. And uh, I will say that I'm canceled for two reasons. One oh. is pretty funny and one is pretty like, I think you guys will agree that it is uh, uh, something to aspire to. So, um, okay, okay. I started back at the gym two weeks ago. I think I, we all know this. Started back at the gym. Um, and because of the way my training is going, um, my trainer was like, oh, so what's our new goal? Because my goal has always been to be stronger, not skinnier, because I feel like that's really stupid. And um, we don't play fat phobia around here. Um, so <laughs> so uh, Sunday, last week Sunday, when I had my session, she was like, hey, do you think about what your new goal is? Because she was asking me while I was doing squats. And I said, yeah, Ooh. I want to be able to sit on someone's face. Amen. <laughs> and while doing so, like, be flat-footed. Like, that's my only goal. And she's like, okay, well, I'm sick of you, but we can do it. Um, so that's the first reason why I'm canceled. The second reason why I'm canceled, and um, Keisha, feel free to laugh. Um, I uh, decided that I wanted to do some adventuring alone um, 
in the upcoming months. And the place that I picked is an all-inclusive uh, place. And I was talking to Keisha about it. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> She's already laughing. I know, I'm laughing because I already know what you're going to say. But go ahead. So um, I was, we were discussing it and like she was just helping me out. And I was like, yeah, I booked this restaurant for two nights because... Um, you know and she's like but why did you book it for two nights why would you do that and I said I said because like I feel like if I go Monday and Wednesday like I can worry about food for the rest of the days but like I could like like get like little food for the rest of the days and she's like girl there's food there you don't have to pay for it and I was like wait really you don't have to pay for it what are you talking about and I was like, yo, you I was like, yo, you real life dumb, bro. Like <laughs> real life dumb. And um and those are the two reasons I'm canceled. Because I really and then it was so funny because after I had the conversation with Tisha, I was like, wait a minute. We really was like, what were we gonna do? Take leftovers? Like how how was this playing out in your brain, Zephra? Like what was here in your defense though, you've never been. Yeah. I've been multiple times, and so you don't know what you don't know if you've never right. been, you know? And, like, sometimes the internet's helpful and then sometimes people are assholes. Right. So, you know, these are things that you learn at some point um, when once you start going frequently, I will say. Yeah, and I was just very, like, like, looking back on it, it's really funny because it's it's very much a thing that I would do because, like, my sister says all the time, like, yo, you're smart as hell, but, like, you a little dumb. And, like, <laughs> when I be thinking about, like, the little dumb shit that I, like, get wrong, I'm like, well, we are a little dumb. Like, what did you think you were going to do? Like, so, that's why I'm canceled. I don't think you should be canceled like, for that. Oh, I'm like, like, like how you're, like, saying to yourself, like, you know, bitch, this is where we're at. Yeah, like, in my big age of 30 middle grounds, I feel... <laughs> 30 middle grounds. Middle grounds. I feel... Wait. That middle earth. Is that near middle I have earth? never heard... involved? Right. I feel that I Are am... the beavers involved? I feel that I am in a space where I'm able to announce and declare my shortcoming and one of my shortcomings is common sense. Bro, like, I'd be oh. so smart and hella dumb. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Stop trying to hotep your way through not explaining 30 middle ground. <laughs> what? Don't try to hotep your way <laughs> I can't stand it. <laughs> Hotepping my way through it. Cause see, 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 see what you need to understand is downtown, walking fast, faces fast. fast. We were kings once. Boom, 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 boom. Oh <laughs> no! Actually, oh my gosh. Okay, no, I can't. I can't even. I can't. Okay, okay. I okay just, when okay, you just said I we hate. were kings once, I just remembered a conversation I had yesterday, <sighs> and it should have been the reason I was canceled. But I'm gonna okay. tell y'all that story. Look, I got later. I got mad canceled. Okay, okay, yeah, because you will. I know you're gonna be canceled a lot. Okay, yeah. So, so, all right, all right. So we have reached that point of the show where I want to thank both of you for coming here. 
and being <laughs> all the way off track, and off track. It has been the different, best morning of my life. Bad. Thank you. <laughs> I love this. I'm so glad that like we didn't have a specific. I'm so glad I wasn't trying to do anything social justice warriors today. Like I'm so glad I was just trying to be messy and it held up. So thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy that you did not mention me and Keisha's womb. <laughs> I I, I just here's what I think. I love the sheer amount of chaos this has been. Yes. I may I think I may be a chaos demon, which is irrelevant right now. But also yes. like this has been chaotic and I love it. I I, I I'm here for it. All right, you ready? You ready for today's quote as I lead us out? Wait, why are you canceled? Oh, they said God. that earlier. I never gave you a reason why I was canceled. I thought I did. Wait, did you? I, I thought you did. You probably uh, I probably did not because I was because y'all interrupted me because y'all are whores. Um, so I mean, I accept it. I I mean, I'm not a whore. I just have tendencies. And Pink one says, "I'm not a slut. I just love love." Um, facts though. I love Pink. The main reason I'm canceled right now is because. So I was thinking back to like as we were like doing our exes conversations, like talking about our like first like you know our first breakups and shit. Um, I would like to say that I should be canceled for. I used to be a notoriously, uh, gay. Um, I used to be notoriously cutesy. Uh, I want to hold your hand kind of gay. Like, I, if we watch the Cross the Universe together, I am singing to your face and holding your hand. And we are going to... Oh, you were my on. favorite kind of gay, though. Like, I will this, be snuggling I love it. You. I, will, I will be, like, so fucking gay with you, okay? Like, are you, like, let me wear your skin? I am... Give me... Ooh, if I spent the night, I want to wear the button-up. I want to wear that, the button. It's very rom com me. Like, it, I like, need to stop watching rom coms. I yeah. like this is why I'm canceled because I have been watching rom coms. Like the other day, I, for three nights straight, I have not told y'all. Of course, I told y'all watch that show about that murder people. But, mm-hmm. but like each night, I've also been watching while I'm working in the background to all the boys. Okay. I've been, like, big gay, like, to all the boys, P.S. I love you. Like, I have been, mm-hmm. like, like tonight, I already have, like, a setup for, like, what rom-coms I'm watching. Like, oh my God. I, I'm going to be so gay tonight. Like, it's a thing again. Like, oh my, God, my favorite one is, um, my favorite one had Brittany Murphy, Love and Other Disasters. Oh, I used to love Brittany Murphy. So this is why I'm canceled. Like that's why I I'm Peter a queen. Like, I realized like I am so gay. Like I know that when I one day I'm gonna fall madly in love again, and then it's gonna be somebody who's gonna. This when I'm finally gonna do that gay ass thing where I run through the streets of Brooklyn to stand outside of your brownstone, yelling at your window from the third floor, screaming. I love you in the middle of the rain as my hair gets drenched and I'm wearing a 
a tweed but a tweed sports jacket with arm patches on the back of it. Why am I dressed like a professor from a 1995 rom-com? I don't know. Maybe I'm going through a fashion change. I'm upset. I just want you to know that this is how a stalking episode of some of my favorite podcasts start. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave it down here with today's quote. And today's quote is, On a Monday, I am waiting. I do. <laughs> I was just talking about him the other day. I'm sorry. The girls who get it, get it. The girls who get it, get it. And the girls who don't, don't. Don't deserve it. On a Monday, I'm waiting. Tuesday, I'm fading. And by Wednesday, I, I cannot sleep. Then the phone rings. Bring, bring. I hear you. And the darkness is a clear view. Bah! Since you've come to rescue me. Fall. With you, I fall so fast. I can hardly catch my breath. I hope it lasts. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, that was the great philosopher. One I hate Ashley, you so much. One Ashley Simpson. Say goodbye to the audience, young ladies. Bye. See you later. Love, peace, and so chicken grease. Oh well, yeah, chicken grease. Chicken grease. I guess. Mm. You know That's what? Beautiful. You know what? Fat back. Fat back. <laughs> we will not. He will not contribute to the hypertension of our community. Did you say Didn't I say hypertension earlier? Didn't I say? You did. Full circle moment. Full circle moment. Okay, goodbye, audience. Bye.